During the age of constant connection, there is a force like gravity that shapes the inner and outer boundaries of our media. The pure force of signal, the pushers and pullers of knowledge, the invisible barrier. The ears of many hear the story of few, and few can relate. This connection of orbiting voices is the next paradox of the century. I'm not... Okay, so now, <laughs> now let's talk about a constitution. All you motherfuckers talk about constitutions, right? Maybe not you personally, but the rest of the fucking population. They talk about a constitution, right? Constitution is a motherfucking contract. Yeah, this contract, listen, this contract, like any other contract, only pertains to the people who signed it, who are a party. Did you sign a constitution? Nah, man. So don't talk about that shit ever, because it's not doesn't pertain to you. You don't want to play. That's what I'm saying. Agreeing to the social security number signed you up for that immediately. No, 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 hold on, hold on, let's go to social security. Let's, let's talk about, hold on, hold on, hold on, if, if, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you on it. Wait, but I'm rolling with I you, hold on, hold on, one true. second, hold that thought, just hold that thought, one second. Anyone who has a social security card, anyone who has a social security card, all you have to do is read the back of the card. Just read the back of it. It tells you right there. This fucking thing does not belong to you. It belongs to the Social Security Administration. And if we want it back, you got to give it up. This card belongs to the Social Security Administration. They just put your name on it, the name they gave you, and they fucking tricked you into thinking that that was your name. So now you have a legal name, a corporate name, an entity, a straw man, a fucking legal fiction, whatever name you want to give it. So guess what? That name don't belong to you. Stop using it. So are you saying that basically... Hold on, Kipi. Can, can I ask a question? Kipi, hold on, Kipi. On the logical consequences of this? All right, so, so if we live in a society, right? They've got no, this thing. you They've live got in a society. Thing. All right, I live in a society. we got right. the wolf. Over. You, you live uh, geographically within the corners of the reach of the federal authorities. No, I do not. And, and the state authorities. No, They're at no, least, they no, walk no, no, down no. your street sometimes, bro. Yeah, they drive and they don't bother me. Sometimes. They don't bother you, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I'm with you, they don't bother you. We're living in a society, we're, the rest of us are in a society though, right? Uh -huh. where, where, where the temperature is getting hotter, right? Yeah. And, and people are regularly having their rights abused. Right, people. No, Cooper, no, 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 no. Back Cooper. up. Back you're up. an old school. You're an old. Wait, school hold on a right? second. Hold on. Let's just rephrase so we understand here. None of you motherfuckers got rights to begin with. So none of your wire, like, no rights have been violated yet. Okay. Cool. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So and no, no, no one is like you, or a, a few people are like you in the sense that you've uh, carved yourself out from this, right? No, we have an understanding of law. So, like the saying goes, incompetence of the law is no excuse. So when, when I give you the law, like the United States is located in Washington, D.C., that's yeah. the law, brother. So Understand if, it. And if you read this somewhere, right? And, yeah, and, right and it's okay to read it. It's, it's okay. I mean, I'm, we learn from other people, right? Have those people been challenged? Has anybody who has taken this, uh, this position, legal position, right? I'm sure they've been challenged. So check this out. I actually sued New York City and New York State. And I took them to the federal Supreme Court, and I asked them a question, a federal question, right? What do, you mean I, you took them to, what do you mean you took them to the federal Supreme Court? Okay, so you have the state court, so you have the Supreme Court of the state, 
Right. Right. And then you have a federal Supreme Court. The federal Supreme Court is only for federal uh, agencies, employees, so forth and so forth. Circuit Court, right? No, there's okay. District Court, Circuit Court, and there's a Supreme Court for the federal level. Right. At the New York level, this Supreme is, Court, right. Appellate Division, and yeah, Court of Appeals. Listen, listen, listen. So we're in the Which federal Supreme Court. Okay. What is the federal Supreme Court? Are you talking about the Supreme Court of the United States with nine justices? Yes, the federal Supreme Court. So you, 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 went to the, you went to the Supreme Court, you want me to believe? Yes, I filed and I walked in What's there. the case number? How long it took Okay, look, number one, I don't really want to get that personal on here, okay? But I will give you the question. And if you want to back channel me and you and I can I mean, it's, it's all public, right? It's, oh, it's, it's a matter public. of public yeah, record. If you can go find my name and go look me up and then so be it, it's there. But I'm not. I'm not putting my name out on on a whole on, on this. Open avenue. Yeah, no, no docs in there, folks. So, all right. But back up a little bit. You. So let's Go back ahead. up a little bit, right? So this was my question. This was my question. So now, I just told you where to look to where you can find a definition or a location for United States. Correct. Okay. So I went to the New York. Supreme Federal Branch of the Supreme Court, and I filed suit against the District Court of the Southern Court. District of New York, yes, or the correct. Eastern District of New York. Correct. So I went there and I filed a suit that I paid four hundred, I believe, sixty dollars for the suit. Right, and the suit was against all actors, all agents, or principals of any agency that is connected to the DOT, the DOJ, the SOS, or any fucking agency you want to come into court and explain to me, number one, the first question is where exactly is New York located? Okay? Number two, how does it apply to me? So I'm going to ask you the same exact question because I just told you a definition through the UCC where the United States is located. Now I'm going to ask you where the fuck is New York located? In in federal court, you need an actual case or controversy. What was the actual case or controversy that you it's had? A feder- it's, called you- a, it's called a federal question. Now I have okay. I listen. I was already priorly involved. Uh, I, and before I walked into the Supreme Court, I was already inside the family court. So from the family court, because that's a federal court. I took them over to the federal Supreme Court, so I am not on the wrong side of the court. So you can Google wrong side of the court, and you can understand my stance, okay? So what I did is I just basically took them there, and I asked a federal question. The federal question was basically, how does anything, your policies, your codes, your law, apply to me if you can't even prove that I'm actually in, on, or at New York for you to actually affect me legally? So now it comes back to contract. Everything comes to contract. So now the question remains, where is New York or the state of New York or whatever name you want to give it located? So I just, I just have a question because I want to be informed in order to ask you questions and I won't dox you, but did you, did you, so you're in the, you're in this court, district court and one of the district courts in New York. And and you're you argued about uh, did you argue about and did you file any briefs about nine three zero seven? No. Okay. So there's there's no there's not going to be an opinion I can find about that mentions nine three zero seven at all. That is not part of my case. Can you give me a part of your case so I can get the context? Okay. the The case is based on property. 
So, like I told you in the beginning, my I was I was in the family court, right? And I don't qualify for those services, nor do I consent to those services. So what I did is, because now the question at hand is a child, okay? Because I'm in the family court. So I took the family court over to the Supreme Court, and I stated that my child is property. Okay, so now this becomes a property issue. And I've also put a financial burden on this, so now it's an equitable issue. So now let's get back to the original question before I get too personal here. Okay, um, where is your state? Whatever state you're in, where is it located? Can you actually define that? Docs for a doc, son. That's so funny how this shit always works out with you, with the anonymous people, man. It, you guys should just DM each other, I think. It'll probably work out much better. So, but let's let's say, <laughs> I see what you're getting at. Like, technically, wouldn't, wouldn't New York be located on the eastern seaboard of the United States, or of North America? Okay, so, okay, so hold on. What you just said, we can, we, we can technically say that you're referring to the ground on a geographical location, right? Correct. That would be the, the L in the law, right? Okay. No, hold on, hold on. If we go back, let's say, 500 years, was New York State called New York State? No, it wasn't. So no. now, if, if New York State borders Canada, it borders Jersey, it borders Connecticut, New Hampshire, it borders all these states, right? If I physically go there to that geographical location, there's no border there. There's no line. There's no fucking dental floss. There's no okay. wall. Yeah, there's so no if border. you have an inheritance, though, if you have, like, an inheritance right because of other reasons, uh, then I can see your argument. Yeah, like if you're native or whatever. It's technically the land of the Haudenosaunee people. Let's just say that. But that's irrelevant. I'm, I'm, okay, so if we go back to the land of the natives that were here, your law doesn't apply. So the okay, original question, question still well. stands. So now I'm asking you, where is New York State or where does your state lie? Because I can define it. I know where it's defined. I, I feel like, Infi, Infi, you might have a point, and uh, you probably do, but you're sending us on goose chases rather than really uh, 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 taking us by the hand to the things that we can use. Walk us through it. It's a form of trying to educate, I think, right? No, exactly. This is education. Because, yeah. You know what? We've, we've all been indoctrinated. If I'm we're not doing, trying to get, I'm trying to pull out the, because I know what, what, what we're all going through. We're listening to you, you know, we're literally listening to you. I just want to go a little bit further to make it practical for people, man, because it's 2021. Like, this shit is happening now. Hey, can you guys hear me? Oh, it's my mic off. Yeah, you're not coming through all that clear. Hey, can you guys hear me? Because I had to switch over. Oh, my battery is dying. Yeah, yeah, we can okay. hear you. Okay, so listen, all right, because you guys don't want to think, maybe you guys smoking that good fucking Cali bud or something, all right, you should pass that shit, selfish motherfuckers. But all right, look, look, I need you guys to... Big kid, follow me, please. Big kid. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm, I'm new to this, so you guys follow me, and, and I'll follow back. Um, but I'm not I'm not all this these, these app savvies, dude. Like, literally, this is the... First time that I've spent on Twitter that was more than like five minutes. Um, so anyway, keep um, going, brother. Nice. All right. So 
we, we should uh, have an understanding of this concept. The concept is for the word, F-O-U-R, corner rule. So four corner rule, okay? Um, and that goes for any contract on this planet. So the four corner rule states that whatever's in this border, these four corners of this document, uh, depending how it's worded and formatted means if it has any legal value. So every state is located in the capital of the state in their deeds and trust office on a legislative document. And the borders of New York state are the borders of that document. That's it. Just like Washington, D.C. and the United States. It is housed over at the White House or in so the Treasury. And when you, go to, when you go to a restaurant and they ask you for a vaccine idea, you tell them this is not, this is not New York? What, do you, what happens? No, they I, call just, the cops? I, just, I just walk inside and sit down. I know, I know. To the extent you go to a fucking, you know. Listen, I walk in, I walk in. You know those couple places there's like jerk offs? I don't care. I walk in and I sit down. If there's okay. an empty seat and they call the cops and right. usually... And in, in my in my community, these cops know me, dude. So they go, "Oh shit, Paul, what's going on?" And I say, "Yo, can you tell these people about this mandate and shit like that?" Because I don't really feel like going home and getting my notices and putting people on notice. And then what happens? No, I'm in Manhattan. And and then what happens? And then what happens is, you know, it, it's just a lot of ruckus. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm not going to produce documents. I'm not going to go sue a smaller restaurant who's barely making it because they're following their policies and what they believe they right. need to do. Right. So, so I go and fuck around. Like, I'll let you call the cop. I know I'm not getting arrested. The police come. They're like, Paul, really? Like, dude, come on. You really? And it's like, yes, I do. Because people need to see that they're bullshit when you come that you shouldn't be scared. Like, there should be no fear here. There should be a community thing, and we should all be in you here end up, together. You end up leaving, right? Oh, I leave. Yeah, I leave. I'm, I Listen, I'm an honorable and respectable man, and I'm, I'm still in a community. So at the end of the day, I'm still going to do business with these people, even if I visit their establishment or not, because I'm still going to order food and takeout and shit like that if I'm not cooking for myself. You know, but what, happens when, what happens when they do this at the bank, and you got to get your money out? Uh, well, number one, um, every time I've done business with a bank, uh, I've done it properly. So most most bank dealings that I do are with one of my business accounts, meaning that I use an EIN number, uh, like a DBA, an LLC, maybe a trust or something like that. So each account goes with that type of business. So at the end of the day, it's not personal. It's business. Hey, um, Oni had his hand up for a minute. Do you have a question for But it's personal to the extent that if they require you to have a vaccine to go to the bank, even if you're representing a LLC or LP or trust or anything. Yeah, they can't, they can't force a vaccine on me. They can force a vaccine on their employees if they want. But me as, point, me as we no, know, they will never, you cannot, like a food establishment or something like that where you're sitting down spending time in that facility, that's really where that's going. A bank, I'm in and out. So yeah, to ma the mayor's order. The mayor's order. Exactly. I, I agree with you. There's the legislation isn't there yet for banks, but but uh, even they're gonna they're gonna try it. Even you know? if they even if they do that, um, 
most of my banking is done. I don't really go into a branch. Like I don't really deal with federal reserve notes and whatever federal reserve notes that I have and that I use, you know, I can always just go to an ATM or, you know, ask somebody for it, trade some coin for it or whatever. But I don't really do, do, uh, um, I, I don't go to the bank and do like teller type of transactions where I, I need to see one of their tellers. Like everything is done like through email and, and wire and, transfers and stuff. Like and that. we don't know who you are, right? We don't know who you are. Do you, do you own real estate? Um, well, I don't know what you refer to as ownership. Do you, um, own real estate? I mean, do you, do you, uh, do, does anyone have a, okay, have a, let me, have let a me, claim against yeah, real so, estate that you own? So let me, well, I, I don't know. I haven't looked recently, but, um, I, I could tell you like this. I personally do not, um, in the private um, own anything. I, I control trusts. So I have trusts that have real estate as in property, as an asset that I control. Uh, but everything is done through trust. Um, so, so I don't own anything. I control everything. I mean, you should do that. No, I, I totally hear you, whether it's in Belize or, or Cayman Islands, bridge trusts, you know, make sure they, they can't figure out who the benefit. Well, no, 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 no. At the, at the end of the day, I have, I have like foreign trusts um, that come out of countries that have nothing to do with the Hague. So if you go like the Hague Convention, mm-hmm. um, you can create a foreign trust outside of the Hague. So now yeah. it really it stays lawful and private. So now you can do like the offshore banking and do all I that hear. without any type of uh, um, like real paperwork or, or ID being asked because the only thing they need is the front page of the trust. Um, and then I have domesticated trusts. Like I have trusts that, um, you know, have EIN numbers that don't start with nine, eight, uh, that are domesticated. Uh, some right. of them are tax exempt. Some aren't, it all depends on the business that I'm doing. Right. So you pay tax on, on the corporations. Uh, it's all trust. There's no corporation. So, sorry. Okay. No. So if you want to learn, you t- if you want to, I'm just trying to biographically get an idea of like where you situate, where you situate yourself. Not because it's about you personally, but because it would serve as a model for everybody else, you know, to the extent that there's a way. You, you already mentioned some things that are valuable, you know, uh, foreign trust, because, you know, uh, to the extent an order comes uh, to, an order from the United States comes to the Belize, for example, you know, I know, Belize, and they ask the person, hey, uh, reveal the identity of the holder of this trust. They're not going to reveal shit. So what I, what I wanted to ask you is just a few rapid-fire questions, if you don't mind. You don't have to answer any of them, and I don't mean to pry. Are you an employee of any? Of any uh, do you have a wage? Do you have a regular wage anywhere? Um, no, but I provide, uh, like right now, um, uh, this room was based on water. So I provide water services where I consult, filter, um, I produce machines um, um, that filter water, um, that purify water, um, and then I also do other things that produce, uh, like gases, like ozone and, and hydrogen. You're not sure. like that. You're not- you have your own businesses, so your bank accounts are business bank accounts. You don't own any real estate per se, in the sense, the traditional sense. Well, of again, when we go back to basically what he's saying. Wait, hold on, hold on. Basically hold on. what he's saying. Hold on, people. Okay. Listen, when when you talk about ownership, 
Okay. We need to get some things straight. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I possess. Okay. So mm-hmm. when I say I, I'm talking about this trust now. Now, right. it could be one of my holding companies. It, I don't know what we're talking about now to actually tell you where. I guess what I'm trying to say is. But hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to sure. answer your question. I'm going to answer your question. Okay. So where the confusion comes with most people. Okay. Is they have no idea what actual possession is so when we speak of land real estate okay we are subrogated s-u-b-r-o-g-a-t-i-o-n it's a substitution for one thing for another so my trusts they are all in possession of what's called a lodial title a-l-l-o-d-i-a-l a lodial title meaning that I am the holder, excuse me, the trust is the holder and due course over said asset and property, right? If I were to go out and create a mortgage and pay for this asset with Federal Reserve notes, I will never be in possession, meaning I will never have ownership, meaning wherever I put that uh, certificate of title or deed amounts to nothing. So when you talk about ownership, are we talking about this fake uh, concept of ownership or are we talking about a lodial title? Because I have a lodial title and because I have a lodial title, I am automatically exempt from taxation, from fine, from trespass, from molest, from all of it. So let's talk about real ownership and go with that because we have two different definitions of that, brother. You know, I, I like this. This is news to me. So, I'm, it's it's is it a common law? A lawyer type? Is it a common Listen, law? All you got to do, all you got to do, is Google it, bro. It's, I'm, I'm it, it states it. it states true ownership, holder in due course, a lodial title. So, when you go buy something with Bitcoin, you buy it outright, meaning you should have a lodial title. If we go back 500 years ago. When we were transferring property, all these bills of sales and all these contracts that we would produce would produce a lodial title, meaning real ownership, real possession. When we go to a bank and we deal in the fiction, in the fraud, we have no ownership. So the concept of ownership in 2020 is null and, it's null and void. Because you don't own anything. Nobody owns anything. You don't own your houses. You don't own your cars. You don't own your electricity. You don't own your fucking PS5s. You don't even own your goddamn cell phone. Do you know, so you know about a loyal title. Has a loyal title been asserted in New York courts and protected? What are you talking about, dude? Just a question. I don't know. You know. You're the expert. I'm an idiot. You're, you're not an idiot. Well, do you even know what organization holds these titles? Like, are you? No, no, I don't know anything about, bro. I don't know anything about this. So tell me. Okay. So there's a place called the deeds and titles office in every County. Call right. them up. They have, they should have the allodial title for your land. I see. So it's almost like, is it a, it's, it's title from, so it's not a chain, the title, would there be any chain of, chain of, would the title be changing hands if no one touches it or anything like that? Like, 
or okay like so you are, let, did let, you get let, transferred let, from listen, the state to listen, you listen 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 let's see how i can explain this okay um okay so all property all property unless you have a lodial title is owned by the county okay so you can go to the county recorder right they have an office the office is called the deeds and titles office right you can right. go inside this office and i mean physically you can right. physically go to this office and they have a book okay this book has a book number on it okay when you open this book it's basically an atlas of the whole county in this right. book there's pages so there's a page number in this book that has a reference or a lot that refers to your property. Now, right. you get the book number, you get the page number, and you get the lot number. You get this information, you take it back over to the county clerk or the clerk of that office, and they will produce a file. Now, what's in that file, I have no idea. But that's where all your tax information, prior ownership, deeds, titles, uh, whatever you want to call it, that's where it should be. The alloidial title. No. No. The regular title. All whatever government government documents were created is sitting there. Alloidial is not legal, it's lawful. Is is it is this an equivalent to a drift title? Uh give me one second. I don't know I don't know what that term is, but let me look it up. So between it's in between uh, distinct ownership. So distinct ownership from a seller to a buyer. Yes. So like right. So the drift title would be in the exchange and that would produce the elodial, which would be the end. Which would be the actual asset. So how do you keep that one I mean my curiosity is how do you keep it in, in permanent stasis between really no ownership, but then you have ownership. Maybe you're selling it to yourself. Well, you have to make a trust structure. Is that what you're saying? Well, you can do it in trust. That's probably the best way to do it. But you would have to learn basic trusts. You know, so you can look up trust law or you can go and find out how to be a trustee and learn how to function as a trustee. Um, and then you can do it in trust. So let's try to separate it from the way that we typically understand. A lodial, a lodial title is would would be a lawful document. So so but so separating it from separating from deeds. When I when I purchase a property, it's not effectively mine until I go to the county clerk and record it with them. And that recording is what creates you know effectively gives me ownership of that title. No, a lodial title is worse. No 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 no. When you go. And you put whatever you want on the public record or a legal notice. What right. you're doing is you're giving the community an opportunity to rebut whatever you're doing. If yeah, there is no, correct. if there is no rebuttal, and then whatever is whatever you put forth now becomes law. So if you're, if, it's problematic though because somebody else can then record the property and in the court of law, in the court of law. Who has recorded first often has priority, right? No. No, 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 hold on a second. No, 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 hold on. Liens and taxes would actually have... have Exactly. If if nobody's talking about a loyal title, if nobody in the court even brings up the concept of loyal title, he who records first is first first in time is first in right. No, 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 no. It's it's whoever the named named party on the contract. 
You have FOMO. You got to get have to Even if you, you have to record it. your title, you have to record your title. There's if you're going to argue okay. a legal. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold a loyal on. Title. Hold on. Without a loyal title, recording is there for a reason. Okay, the recording. The recording is is. I do not need to record a contract. So if I go and create a contract with somebody and we exchange, let's say, property, I don't need to record this. What I need to record is the registration. So now you're going back and you're registering something, and that's what needs to be recorded. The same thing like when you were born and you got your Social Security number. There was a recording on a legal notice or a legal ledger that said, this dickhead was born at this time. Does anyone have anything to say about it? Like, is the name okay? And that's what that is. But that does not do anything for you in the lawful or private realm. It only works for you in a legal sense. So now you can say, oh, I have a recording that now I can submit into a court of record. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So to, to the extent that people are arguing about who's there first and they're not bringing up lawful. Right. Uh, the first person right. is always the person who holds the claim. So whoever holds the claim is the person who's always first in line. Now, the second person in line is the holder in due course. So nine tenths possession. So the holder in due course, who actually is in possession, meaning whose name is on this document or on these negotiable instruments or on these notes or deeds or titles or whatever they are, is the name goes first. So now you need to make sure that your name is registered to you or you don't have any say. So now you can get that information from Minnesota Rule 220. Google Minnesota Rule 220. It's the birth certificate. So now there's the only place that I know of in law that's going to tell you how to authenticate your birth certificate, meaning that you took this title, certificate of title, certificate of deed. Now you authenticated this document, meaning that you've brought it back to its original stance. Because you are holding it physically, you are now the holder in due course, meaning now you can negotiate and become an ambassador and do whatever you want with that bond, negotiable instrument, uh, security, whatever you want to call it. How do we get to Minnesota? You don't need it. You just need to read the law so you understand the verbiage. The, con the concept, but you say, so you're just explaining the concept of it. No, it's not a concept. It's, it's the, the birth certificate, right? It's a certificate of birth, meaning it's a title. It's the same thing you get when you buy an asset, like a car or a home. Okay, you get this certificate of something. Look up the word certificate. The word certificate, it means representation, right? So the birth certificate, what does it represent? It represents something that's called a live live record. Right. So when you go to a hospital and the doctor smacks you on the ass and you take your first breath, that means you're alive. There is a document produced in the hospital that's called a live live record. That just basically states that your mother was there. You came out. The doctor was there and two witnesses making it legal. So now you take this document over to the Social Security Administration. You, you attach it to the SS4 and you register it. The second you register it, you're giving over ownership. And that's the same thing you do with your cars and your children and your homes and everything else you register. And so what you're kind of saying is a lot of this is preconditional. Like if you just opt out in the beginning, then that would be the way. 
around. Well, the thing is, is in the 1930s, you could have opt out and got away with it. In today's time, you have to actually make the claim. So you have to go out of your way to produce the affidavits and to produce these documents, have them legalized, and then submit them into the court. So like that, you basically, you have to produce a power of attorney for yourself and submit that to all agencies just so you can do business for yourself. That's crazy. You know, he talks about the title down here in the South. Do you know how much property is stolen under that process because there's a lien or taxes against the property? Yeah, but you guys can also go and have to do a title search, right? Make sure you make sure the deed is free and clear. Well, listen, all, all those documents are tainted, right? The word is defraud. DE fraud. So look up defraud, right? So we've all been defrauded. Um, and you can get all that back. Like anyone um, has everyone that's in the United States. If you're in a different country, tell them a country you're in and I'll provide you this information. Um, it's a little bit different for France and other uh, admiralty maritime countries, but common law countries, the shit you can swing right through. Um, yeah, but I got to put five grand in a lawyer's pocket. No, well, if you put five grand in a lawyer's pocket, you lost. He, he, he just said you have to, you have to be your own lawyer. No, 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 no. You have to be. You got to do your due diligence, and you have to become competent. All right. If you need legal advice or you seek legal counsel, and then go get it. But the only thing you're going to do, remember, people, think of your actions. Your actions tell you everything. The first thing a lawyer wants from you to represent you is a power of attorney. Without that power of attorney, there is no representation. The second you give up that power of attorney, you've given up all your rights. We don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm an attorney. We don't want to have powers of attorneys from our clients. And then guess what? But who's an attorney? Who said that? Fomo. Fomo. Give me one second, dude. I got hey, well, I to I gotta, I gotta see, see how to spell just, it. Just quickly. Hey, real quick. Uh, I just want to just let you know, we have some requests and the room is full of speakers. Uh, so if anyone doesn't have anything to say, just like go to listening. We can let some more people in the room. I was just going to say something and jump down. So FOMO, I DM'd you just to explain some of this a bit. Hey, so for, I want everybody to know I am not competent lawyer, and some might claim competent person. So I agree with what the guy was saying, but I'm still going to hire a lawyer. All right, so check this out. Um, there's a case. FOMO, check this out, right? I'm listening. For all you lawyers, Trensley and Pegliaro, T-R-I-N-S-E-Y versus Pegliaro, P-A-G-L-I-A-R-O. Where is it? What do you mean? Jurisdiction. What jurisdiction was it in? Do you know where it was in? Yeah, hold on a second. I'll tell you right now. This was uh, C3 Summaries. Give me a second. Uh, United States District Court, ED, Pennsylvania, May 28, 1964, 229, 229 F SERP, 647 EDPA, 1964. Let me get the, the, the court citation again. 229 F SERP, 657 EDPA. No, no, no. 6, 647 EDPA, 1964. 
Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm uh, I'm listening while I'm finding it. No, you I, read that. You read that, and the next time you're in a courtroom with me, I'll shut you up with just that one court case. But it's a it's a district court from the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. I got to yeah. say, read read what the summary judgment says. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize. It says that anyone who's a third party, meaning lawyer, cannot give testimony in a courtroom. Now you're as a lawyer gonna say I don't give testimony. And I'm going to tell you, if there's a stenographer and it's being recorded, it's testimony. And now you need to. Oh, that's that's low. You're talking about. Wait, hold on, hold on. You're talking about. You're talking about an an attorney. It's like an advocate witness rule. Like an attorney may not and, act uh, an as attorney, an advocate. An attorney does not have firsthand knowledge. An attorney is not a witness to anything. They are a hired third party giving right. testimony in a courtroom on someone's behalf. Okay. Right. That testimony is hearsay, has no factual fact. It has nothing to it. So but with, the with testimony this case, is, is firsthand, firsthand statement, right? Testimony is a firsthand statement. Correct. Which no attorney has. Therefore, no attorney should be speaking in court. But they can recite what the what they can recite like okay this paper says this right. Well, they can give their opinion, sure. Yeah, the the whole point is to take whatever the facts are and the statements of other people. Right, like but most, the, most complaints, end, most complaints have, have this. an affidavit. Have the an affidavit from the argument from, uh, is this: the attorney does not have firsthand knowledge, so it's all hearsay because they had to hear it from the from another party and then reiterate it inside of a courtroom meaning it's not factual, meaning with this court case right here, I will shut up all, a thir all third parties and let br let's bring in. How, bring you, in. how are you going to argue against the fact that this is, by the way, this is a case from the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. It cites, just, just, just saying, it's, it, cites, it cites no, uh, no statute or, or, and it doesn't, and, it, and it's never been interpreted in New York or you know, anywhere I'm actually going to go to court with. Yeah, it also so means, it also means. What controlling precedence does it have in my state or in my federal district court? It's still, it's still in a ruling and a holding set forth by the United States Supreme Court. But it's not, court. It's, 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 no, no, it's not the United States Supreme Court. It's the United States District Court of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. Okay, so the it's, the federal, it's it the federal has precedence. district court. It's, but no, it doesn't have any. The, the, the Second Circuit, whatever the whatever the circuit court above oh. Pennsylvania, or even the the Southern District Court of the, of the United States, doesn't. It's not controlling precedent. Controlling precedent is called stare decisis. Okay. It's a simple concept. Stare decisis just means that if a court above you has ruled on an issue, you are bound. The lower court underneath that court is bound. But you're giving me a court of first impression. So what stare decisis does this have? It has none. Well, it has. It none. might have persuasive. It might have persuasive. Uh, it might be persuasive. You know what I mean? Sometimes they'll cite cases. But it's it's not. Wait, hold on a second. Because right yeah. now, right now, the way the way you're talking, we have to understand. Okay, you're you're referring everything to the policy of the court. That means the policy and the rules that you need to obey by. When I walk in there, sue juris, hold on, excuse me. When I walk in there, sue juris with all my rights intact, okay, and I continuously hold common law court, meaning that there cannot be anyone speaking in my court, meaning I am never, never on the wrong side of the court. 
okay? Meaning I understand the bar. I understand passing this. I understand the game and, and the theater that goes with it, okay? But I am not a bar agent, meaning I do not have to. I can, if it benefits me, use the codes and policies that you need to follow. Because, Help me understand. Okay, Help so, me understand. I've got the opinion. He's pro se. I've got no, the opinion. No, 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 no. I'm not Let's pro go to the actual opinion. I, stop, I, stop with that. It's it's pro per. If you really want to understand, it's pro per. It's I'm proper not. persona. Okay, this per se uh, is, is a legal term for people that are incompetent. Okay, so if you I've guys... Got, go I've, got versus, I've got Trinzi versus Baglera in 1964 okay. F-sub. Help me, help me through it. It's a short opinion. So help me understand which part of this is, 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 is towards your point. It says right there, and it talks about summary judgment. Go ahead. Read it. You have it right in front of you. you I, I don't. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to make your point for you. It, it talks about, it's a, it's I'm not, I'm not here to make a point. I'm, uh, the only point really? I said, the only point I said is with one court case, with one court case that I can add, into any court that I want to that states that no attorney can give testimony in a courtroom because said attorney is a third party, is not a witness, and does not have firsthand knowledge. And now, you're basing that on this opinion? It's not an opinion. This is a court opinion. This is a Supreme Court. No matter what level of court you're on, this is still inside the annotated. It's still a ruling and a holding. By a court of first impression. Again, it's, it's, it's a court that's higher than the kangaroo courts. Do, do you function in the Supreme Court, sir? It's not. It's parallel to other district courts. And it's okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we talking, okay, because let, let's get an understanding. Are we talking about an Article One court or an Article Three court? Because I could tell you this. One of these courts I don't enter into, and no court can hold me because it just doesn't. I don't. I don't qualify. Now, do you know what court I qualify to enter into? Do you know if it's an Article One or an Article Three? Because you're a lawyer, you should know. To be honest, I don't. And, do you, and that's because do you know I the difference. I mean, I think Article One is probably created by one of them is created by statute, right? The same one that that like the Circuit Court of Appeals was created by statute okay, so versus now, Supreme statues, Court, which was created, created under the Constitution, right? Oh no, well, I don't know because I don't know what Constitution you're referring to. Are which you articles? To, which which are what you, the are articles you one, articles on. one and three that you're talking about are right. from what? You can go look up Article One Court. Or Article Three Court, and you will find the definition. But those Article One and Three, there. When I go to the top of the document, correct. Those are the so articles. Article which One Court. Article One Court is statutory, right? Meaning okay. legislative, meaning governmental, Creative. right? So why would I, who does not work for the government, who mm-hmm. has no contract with the government, mm-hmm. ever walk into an Article One Court? Because it, I can't. It. There's no service there. There's no benefit for me to go there. So now, if I take you into an Article Three court, okay. which now I can say, hey, look, we're going to remain in common law. Which Article Three courts exist in New York State? You have to produce. None of them produce. That hasn't been an Article One court, I mean, Article Three court since, I believe, 1968. But that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that an individual who understands how to hold court cannot keep the common law jurisdiction 
and play at all times. Even within, okay. So, okay. All right. I mean, that's an interesting concept unto itself, but that's separated apart sort of what I was asking about, right? Or is well, it no, tied to the fact of Trinzi versus Pagliaro? Yes, because you're looking it out, right? So if we take, if we take what you're allowed to do, right? You're, you're an attorney, okay? So you're an attorney at law, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm an attorney in fact. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. that term? Did they teach you what that term is? Yeah, okay. of course. So when I enter into a courtroom, I can only operate and function under fact. Right. Right. So I bring the facts. When mm-hmm. you, as an attorney, walk into a courtroom, you mm-hmm. bring policy. Right? right. So when I function in court, when I'm holding court, I have a verified not certified, a verified claim, number one, where I would assume that every court you walked into, there has never been a verified claim. There might have been something certified, but I can guarantee you it wasn't uh, Does that have anything to do with all of the verified complaints we file? Or you, well, or no. You as an attorney cannot file anything verified. The only thing you can do is certify. Look up those words and make sure you've got a clear understanding on them. He's actually somewhat right on that, which is really interesting. You're an attorney. You can only certify documents. The only way for you to get a document verified is for you to take it down to the notary. Right. Okay, so okay, you now, only now certify documents. Crazy land. Forgive me what I just said. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Say that again. Hold on a second. Now you're saying that he's going to certify it by having it signed. No, I, what, I, have to, I can do an affirmation. What, what I'm saying, an affirmation. What I'm saying is all attorneys, all attorneys, okay, when they sign a document or when they put their seal or whatever, mm. it's a certification, okay? It's a certification, mm. okay? When you take a document down to a notary, it's a verification, Okay, a lawyer cannot witness his own document. That's why you take it to a legal notary, which is a legal witness. That makes it a legal document. That makes it verified. So when you're an attorney in your own office working for the court, working for whoever you work for, the bar bar, underneath your bar license, how are you going to verify anything? You can't. You can only certify. Do you actually do... Um, okay. Both Hold verification on, and certification. I mean, I'm curious. I, you're asking me if I do verifications and certifications? I'm a transactional attorney. I rarely do this stuff. I rarely have to notarize anything. Okay. Well, no, you mean I'm saying you, you, you're allowed to notarize, right? No, he's not. Some attorneys have a notary license, yes. Yes, and okay. they're allowed yeah, so to you notarize. You just have to have a license. That's all it is, right? Cool. Yes. Thank you. Okay, and keep going. No, that's it. So, like, when, I'm when, still waiting on Trins and Pagliaro. What, what do you mean, dude? It, it says still, it in I'm, there. Just, just read the holdings. It says it in there. It talks about summary judgment and how a third party can't put any testimony into a court. It's simple. No, no, but that's what it says is fine. What it says is fine. But connect me to how this is useful for anybody in New York State. Well, if they understand that a third party has no say in a, their courtroom, they can shut the courtroom down. Done. Pursuant to the to the argument that's set forth, rather than the controlling precedent of the Eastern District Court of Pennsylvania, right? Sure, we we, we can go with that. Now, okay. what's what's your argument? 
No, no, I'm just, I need to actually read the, the, the opinion now to see what the persuasive evidence is that, you know, you can set forth there, in New York. There is, there's no persuasive evidence. It basically states if you, okay, so we have a crime, right? A crime, right? We should know the definition of a crime, right? So by you being an attorney, I'm going to ask it to you in a legal fashion. Do you know what the elements of a crime are? It's a violation of the penal law of your state. No. Do you know what the elements of the crime are? There's three elements to a crime. There needs to be one. Mens rea, actus rea. Correct. Sure so there needs to be a witness. There needs to be damage. There needs to be these things for it to be a crime. Correct? Now, when we're talking about uh, municipalities, when we're talking about licensing, when we're talking about registration, when we're talking about all these things, all of that has nothing to do with how do I put this? Uh, it has nothing to do with a crime because they're all violations, right? Like, like the right to travel. Law. Wait, what? It's not penal law. Well, it's not under the law. It's not okay. under the so, penal law. It's not okay. under the penal code most times. That's so of the penal let's code. talk about the penal code, right? So the penal code, you have a series of books, right? So do you even know That's, what these, do you know what the series is called? In New York? In any state, they're called fictions of law or fictions at law. The whole series, all these codes and policies and statutes, they all fit under fictions of law, meaning okay. fictions, not they're fake, right? They're, they're not fake. They're statutorily created. Again, they're they're okay. defined by, by the legislative yes, body. Of the state. I agree. I agree. And you, because you're a lawyer, it pertains to you. So I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an employee. So these policies and these statutes and these codes do not apply to me, sir. Understand the people, that. It represents the people of, of the state of New York. But, I am not you, the people. But you're, but you, exactly. But you are in violation. If you, to the extent you violated penal code. I didn't violate no penal code. Because you've carved yourself out somehow. How have you carved no, yourself out of the No, penal? because, because that's this... Promo, that's the genius of what he's done. Because he's listen, that listen. He operates separately from society. So period. listen. So listen. Parallel okay. to society. No, 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 I, no. I'm not, I'm not in the world. fiction. This, this is how I operate. This is how I operate, right? So most people, when asked, what is your zip code, right? They're going to give out a zip code. Now let me ask you guys this. Do you know what a zip code is? It's not the postal code. Yeah, the postal code. What is it? What does it represent? Geographic area. Location of uh, your address, where, it's lo uh, where you're situated, I think so, somewhere there. Okay, your so area. a zip code is a federal territory. The only people that use zip codes is the United States Postal Service and your other federal postal uh, services and companies, right? So every time you tell someone your zip code, what you just did is enter into what's called an adhesion contract, A-D-H-E-N-S-O-I-O-N, adhesion contract. When you enter into this adhesion contract, you are actually accepting that you are now in this federal territory, meaning now you can be taxed, fined, and penalized. Now that principle that you're arguing, it, is that something that's a, a product of statute? Is there somewhere in the statute I can look that up, or is that common law? Or you know, what, what, yeah, where uh, do I support, the, the where do zip I get code? That? Listen, the zip code. I don't. I don't remember what House Joint Resolution it's in, but it's called. Um, 
It's called Zip Code Week. It was uh, produced in 67, I believe. Um, when I get home, I'll send you this information. But there's a house joint resolution that speaks of, uh, of Zip Code Week. And that document will express that the zip codes are all federal territories, all put out by the, um, uh, the United States uh, federal post system, not the United, the federal post system. So what we have in this country, in most countries, you have a federal post system, which is a legal post system, and then you have the, uh, the general post which is your lawful post system. Now, both of these, the lawful and the legal side, all fit under what's called the UPU, which is the Unified Commercial, uh, the Unified Postal Union, and they're the ones that govern all mail and all contracts on this globe. Yeah, please. Yeah, please do send me that. Uh, Mr. Uh, info for your info. Thank you for the wisdom that you have put there. Right. So, so, I so, really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep giving it to you more. So now this zip code, right, is a federal territory. So when you give this zip code to a legal agent, you're, you're, you're co-signing that contract. You're co-signing that social contract that you never put your wet ink signature on meaning that there is no real contract that exists. Now, let's talk about the address, okay? Your address is not your address, okay? Because, uh, how do I explain this? FOMO, I got a question for you. And this is the trickery you motherfuckers do in your legalese. You ready for this one? Can Can you tell us the first number of your address. Now, you can make it up, but just express a number. Nine. Okay. Now, when you write a document, do you use the word nine or the alphanumeric symbol of nine? Depending on what um, writing. I mean, uh, if it's, I'm, I'm doing transactional stuff. So from one to, t- from one to ten, I write, I write the full word up. And why is that? That's how I've been taught. Okay, but there's a reason for that. And when they taught you this, did they explain the reason for it? Because that's exactly where I'm going with this. No, please tell me. Okay, so um, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about posts. We're talking about posts. Uh, all right, so uh, go to Google this. United States Postal, so USPS. Uh, is it in the international or the domestic? Uh UPS, uh, USPS, DMM, Domestic Mail Manual, uh, 742, right? It should be stamps, not affixed. Yeah, I see it. Okay, now go down to uh, 742. That's actually for the employees. It's just one sentence. Read it. Uh, 7422 or 7421? Uh, 22. It's the last. It's one line at the bottom. Some foreign post offices do not put postage stamps on parcels. All such Parcels received must be regarded as prepaid. Okay. Now, that right there tells me that all mail is prepaid. What does it tell you? That foreign post offices, to the extent that it's coming from a foreign, I would understand it's being outside of. Outside of? 
outside of this country. No, 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 no. Say the word, brother. Come on. We're educating people here. Outside of what? Outside of this jurisdiction? Where, 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 what website are you at right now? I'm at the International Mail Manual. Okay, but what website are you at? What, what government agency are you at? I'm at the U.S. I don't know if it's a government agency. Sure, that's the United States Postal Service. Dot com. Okay, so the United States, right? Uh-huh. So we know the United States is located in Washington, D.C., because I already provided you with but that. The embassy, but, but that's oh, not true, oh, because oh, the embassy, oh, hold on, let me challenge it, because it's important. Okay. The embassies are U.S. territory. Yes. So how can you say it's only located in the District of Columbia if there's literally one in the country that I'm at, and I'm, in, I'm not in the United States? Well, there's an embassy there, and that embassy is a building. It, it represents something. So the jurisdiction of that building now fits into international laws, because of the country, but it doesn't, it's still, that building is United States. It's not United States of America. It's, it's still, still United States, but it it's belongs not, it's to not DC. Located, but it's not located in D.C. Yeah, because, well, neither is New York and Connecticut or any other post offices. Those but you're are arguing located. that United States property is all located in the district. It doesn't exist outside. No, I'm, what I'm saying is this. The United so, States is located in D.C., the United States has territories and possessions that they claim, meaning states and federal districts and wherever they put their buildings and their military bases and all that shit. It's all federal government. It has nothing to do with the de jure republic of each individual states. I pledge allegiance to the flag, brother, to all individual 50 states as they stand as a republic. Washington, D.C. is not a state. It's not a republic. It's a de facto business acting as a government in bankruptcy. Let's get this shit straight. So now you are at a United States website. Keyword United States. Now you just read some foreign. Keyword foreign. So if you're, here's a legal term. You should know this. Without the United States. So if anyone is without the United States or even puts that verbiage without the United States on any parcel, it is regarded as prepaid, meaning all mail in this country is free as long as you are not a federal citizen. If I, now, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to hear that you've done this. I've done this. That's badass then. This would be extremely concerning because the country I come from, that would be utterly fucking destroyed. All you have to do is look up in the first paragraph. It will tell you the actual code. So you can actually put um, uh, post post, post paid, tax per queue. um, You can put her majesties. Her Uh majesties. Right. You could just add any of that. Now, you can say. Without the United it. States plus that, right. and I'm sending, I'm sending you a gift uh, package, James. Absolutely. Just to be clear, this is something that was stated before. Now, the wording of what the United States is versus the district allowance of the United States is different. In Australia, it's the same thing. Australia actually isn't a country. Our country, under the dictate mandate, is an island a couple of miles away. Each state in our well, country is considered a company acting on behalf of that country. They are allowed to, right, under the same law, enforce any of this. They can literally say this. Now, this is what I mean. I referenced this and I told you this for, um, a minute ago for a moment. This is considered what they call a nuisance of law. So in court, they'll allow it to go through because it's not worth the court's time. 
if they were to actually fight the comment of what he's saying, it would actually cost them more than just to allow him to do what he's doing. But I've seen, but I've seen a lot of people get, you know, try this. I've heard of a lot of cases where people try this. It doesn't work. Okay. So let it's me, up let to the judge. That's no, what I'm saying. No, no, Each no, judge is up to the judge. I know it's not. It, no, no, it yeah. is not. Listen, at the end of the day, we, we all have to agree to one concept. Well, we don't have to agree. The courts already agree. It comes down to this. Incompetence of the law is no excuse, okay? And at the end of the day, it's all done through contract. So if we have our I's dotted and T's crossed and we understand where we fit in these contracts, we know how to stand court. So now we have a fighting chance. I'm still convinced you're outside of like all. I mean, as genius, don't get me no, wrong. No, I'm not. Okay. Listen, listen, guys, guys. I totally, I totally. Hey, I totally FOMO, FOMO. Here, watch this. I'm, I'm going to give it back to you in a document form because you, you understand documents. Go to DS11, no, which is documents. The- I think it's absolutely 100% the most creative thing I've ever heard of. And if you can pull this shit off. Dude, I'm not the only one, bro. Right. Listen, it's so it's, it's all. Well, there's a slippery slope to this. You can operate as a company or entity, but as soon as you operate as a person, they can arrest you for not yes. paying taxes. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. it. Cool, that's I, get that. I, get it. I get it. I get it. And that's why I, everything needs to be in trust. We do. Everything needs to be in trust, people. This, this, this is what I'm saying. to this 100% every step of the way. Yeah. You have to like you have to tread a very thin line right, because so if you even that little step once, you're fucked. I, I will I will help you guys get the information. So FOMO, DS eleven. Go to the passport application. I'm looking at it. Scroll down to where the picture goes and where you sign. All right, there's a penalty of perjury. What I want you to do is I want you to read number one, read like the first eight words. I'm a citizen or non-citizen national of the United States and have not performed any of the acts. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Listen, just read. Okay. So what's the key word in number in the first seven words? So make the first seven words of the sentence. And what would be the key word there? You're operating outside of non, non-citizen national. No, no. The key word is, or that's a choice. Right. So, so you are a citizen. Now I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how you should read this. I am a federal citizen or I am a state citizen, non-citizen national of the United States. Now, if you go to Google or whatever search engine and you type in federal versus state citizenship, it will break down your statutory. It will break down your de jure. It will break down your de facto. It will break down the straw man. It will break down the legal entity. Because non-citizens are, are, are persons born in American Samoa. Basically, if you're not a federal, like this class. Right, that means you, know. you belong to the state. So I was born in New York, so my nationality and my claim is to New York State. So it means I use New York State flags. I use New York State's constitution. I don't use the incorporated, the unincorporated constitution of the United States. That only pertains to Washington, D.C. So you separated state and federal on yourself. Well, the Constitution Another, does it. Really Read the Constitution. In the Constitution, I, know, I, know. I get it. I get it. It's totally genius. I'm not. I'm. I'm it's not genius. It's, it's in the Constitution. Here, I'll give you something else to look up. That's in the Constitution that no one puts together. Right? I just put this shit together. So, in the Constitution, it says no bills of attainder shall be passed. Right? And then it explains why. So, if you type in Google bills of attainder versus traffic ticket, 
you'll come to understand that every traffic ticket, every fine, every summons is a bill of attainder. The actual legal terms for them are, are writs of execution, right? So in the Constitution, it states no bills of attainder shall be passed because they create harm. Go look up the word harm, okay? And then you'll understand. But yet, everybody accepts these things because how many fucking people get traffic tickets, parking tickets, all kinds of shit? I'm no, I'm no different. I used to get them, and then I read the, I read the law, meaning I've become competent. Meaning I'm not unlettered. There's a great word for you people: unlettered. Learn so it. Pra- live. Practically it. speak, last time you left New York. When's what? I said practically speaking. When is the la- last time you left New York? Are we talking legally or lawfully? Oh, that's a. How about both? I've never been to New York, so that means I've never been there legally. Lawfully, I'm never going to leave because this is my home. So when's the last time you, tra- you traveled outside the borders of New York? When's the last time you've been to New Jersey? When's the last time you've been to Woodbridge or, the, oh. or fucking the Jersey Shore? Oh, dude, I, I, like I, travel, I travel all the time, brother. Okay. All the time, man. I just came back from Florida, Miami capital, bro. Crypto City, baby. They lied. I thought you were going to That was my question. And so what, what do you think about putting a like, legal framework to a mutual trust? Like a communal mutual trust. I, I think people would benefit themselves by having a communal trust because you know what? The mob, the mob has been doing it. The Russians been doing it. The Jews do it. The elite do it. Everyone does it except for us. Well, you guys. I, I have my trust. So, you think you think more people will be exposed to that with blockchain? We can, like a DAO is put together or something like that. Like, what do you think the legal framework of that would be like? Well, I think you can, you know, take a trust, uh, implement blockchain technology. Um, and then, you know, you can do like open source type of thing where there is no, 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 no defraud, where there is no misleading, you know, where it's all there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't know what kind of trust you guys are functioning and operating. Most people that got trust is because they don't want that information out there. I want it myself. I want that, that information you said, all of it. I'll send you a deal. Like a trust, a trust looking at cryptocurrency, you know, the only thing you could relate a trust to is Monero because that's the only anonymous coin that's on the market. So that, those are trusts. You know, trusts operate anonymously. That's why they get away with what they get away with. We're really so, close to a line here. You know that, guys. That's, this is like, and I give you a lot of credit for it, brother, but this is a line that so few people could walk. Well, I mean, we have enough educated people here in the spaces, and forget education, we have enough determined people and stubborn people here that we should try, we should try the things you're talking about. So, look, check this out. I agree. Um, I totally agree, Tupama. You're absolutely right. There's a document, there's a document that's called the, um, um, it's WISE, W-E-I-S-S, Trustees Handbook, all right? If everybody as a collective wants to read that trust, and then if we want to build this community trust and make us all trustees, we only got to figure out what the benefit is and we can produce this document. Um, 
lawfully and legally. I mean, and funded. Community trust? A community trust. Why not? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, built on, like, a, with an anonymous cryptocurrency. Yeah. No, you can fund it. Quick, no, you actually, can, I think it would be known. You I mean, could fund it. You can fund it with, with like, let's say Bitcoin, and say, "Hey, look, this is the main means of exchange." So, like that, now everyone's going to have to convert whatever they want to do business with you into crypto, into Bitcoin, and then do it that way. You know, that's the same thing as the petrol dollar. I don't know if you guys know what petrol dollar is, but look into the petrol dollar and see what happened in 1970s, and that's the reason why XRP is going to court right now. And because XRP is not the Federal Reserve, they're going to walk away from that shit. But Coinbase is about to get jammed up on money laundering charges. What? I have a quick question. No, Coinbase. What were you saying about Coinbase? Coinbase is, I believe, still going. They're about to jump into their lawsuit because XRP is coming out of it. So now the SEC is taking Coinbase to court, I believe. And Coinbase is a third-party seller, so they're about to get audited heavy, dude. Okay. What's up, Henri? Uh, uh, how's it, how's it, for me and everyone in the space? Uh, info for your info. I think that's the name. I want to ask uh, what you said that about the trust. Does it apply? All over the world, like the probably in the countries. Yes, trusts trusts are private contracts that have formed our society. Everything is done in trust. So, um, trust is is a is a legal process. Trust is a is a concept, and trust is its own language. So, when you understand trust language, the uh, you will understand that the Constitution is a trust, right? The verbiage of it and the way it's form formatted is a trust. Uh, your Magna Carta is a trust. These are all trust documents. So everything you basically know is in trust. The only problem is you don't know how to act as a trustee. So when you look at the wealthy, they control everything and they own nothing so when you create your own trust your own personal trusts your own family trust your own business trust these are places that you're going to stick assets into meaning you don't own them meaning you don't need uh, legal responsibility nor can you be legally penalized it's all about the trust but everything is not about uh, when he's under the trust he's in control of the lawyers of the attorneys well, if it's not in trust, and then it's a corporation, it's a registered business with the government, and now you fit into a different policy. Okay, I understand. I would just look into uh, so so. Infi probably has you know trusts in some uh, in some jurisdiction where trusts are very uh, popular, or you know, well, like I know, the one that I'm most familiar with is Brazil. Uh, trust trust in in Belize. That's a that's a common jurisdiction. So you just have to figure out how to get your assets wherever they are you know in, in your location transferred over yeah to I, the I can explain that in um, separate jerseys. go ahead the, the way the way you keep it out of legal jurisdiction is you have to form the trust in a non-hague country 
So there's something called the Hague Convention. Okay, you can go read up about it. And there's a, uh, I think, like 130, 40 countries that are part of this Hague Convention. Every single one of those countries represent the UN, represent the IMF, represent some legal monopoly conglomerate, just big brother or whatever you want to call it. The countries that are outside the Hague, these are the countries that kept their sovereignty and are lawful. So when you make a trust inside one of these countries, now you have the right to do other type of financial type of banking, more on the lawful private side. One of them is the Vatican. <laughs> oh, Vatican, listen, the Vatican, I'm, I'm trying to tap those pockets. I'm, I'm trying to send them all types of fucking documentations. Like these guys classified me as a fucking paper terrorist, cocksuckers. A paper tiger, but a paper tiger. Yo, read that shit, yo. All, all, yeah, all I've never really heard of that phrase. Dude, it's the for real. The sovereign, <laughs> the sovereign community, the dudes that write paperwork, <laughs> they're, they're all classified fucking paper terrorists. Now all the unvaccinated are fucking domestic terrorists. These dudes got a terrorist for everything, dude. <laughs> But I just want to ask um, TGFX, did you have anything to add? I'm just enjoying the conversation, uh, especially the back and forth between FOMO and MC, uh, the straw man and everything, you know. Um, for a lawyer, it's, it's nice to hear it, man. It's, it's nice to find a space where you like. You know, this guy can just get knowledge, you know. Now, I don't have so much of experience, um, but I'm just learning a lot. Uh, you just guys, just go on. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think, Infi, what, what we're doing here in this space is just, it's just allowing people to stretch their brain. First and foremost, I think, I think you'd agree that that's probably the best thing we can, anyone can do is just to not take yes for an answer, right? We're not taking no for an answer. And then to just, you know, see yeah, what no, I do your own due diligence, people. Like, you know, like when you guys look into these like publications, you know, like when you're dealing with the IRS, listen, they got they got their policy. Read that shit. You know, if you're if you're filing 1040 forms, make sure you read the publication 950. It'll tell you all about income. I can guarantee you once you read that, you'll understand that you've never made income. So why are you paying income tax? You know? If you read the publication, um, 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 empty, empty. Um, they, if if you if you do that, um, they're going to um, okay. They're going to know that you know, you know, and you know for non-lawyers that they're going to find um, kind of a what can I say? Um, let's say um, you you beaten the court, like you have that loophole where you can tell the well, the judge. Let's say. Uh, for example, yeah, and, and the court says um, that you're wasting time. Okay, you're wasting the... You're, you're the, court, the, the court will yeah. never tell you you're wasting time because you're actually paying for the time. So why would they tell you you're wasting time? Which no, do you I'm find yourself in that? I'm sorry to say that what Sori said in the beginning... Um, that the court will, will use the term that um, you, you don't, okay, you, you, your, 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 your cause of action, okay, your, 
I don't know how to put it. Uh, but okay, it's not it's not necessary for the courts to deal with that new issue at the moment, even though the loophole is, is actually in law. And then you're you're filing in the wrong place, um, or you're you're asking the wrong you're you're making the wrong statement. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is know and understand what a claim is. And if you put a claim, then there's a process to a claim where, uh, what's it called? The conditional acceptance. So type in that conditional acceptance or accepted for value or one of these terms. And you could do one of these processes, have your claim verified, and then put them through a process of like uh, a certain time frame where you can actually put these people in default um, and then walk right into the court and say, here you go, it's all done for you. I mean, the courts work for you, dude. Understand that. The courts work for all of us. So uh, all this that the courts uh, don't do what they're supposed to do and this and that, no. You just don't know what you're doing, so they're not going to function. because That's not true. And, and I've been to court, man. Uh, I know what I'm doing, uh, and, and even in the realm of just traditional law, right? Like, I've, I've been to courts. A lot of people, the, the courts, you know how over overcrowded the, the dockets are in, in New York, for example, in Brooklyn, in Kings County? We had, we had a judge, Sylvia Ash, in Brooklyn, uh, get arrested for embezzling $10 million in a case where she had... Listen, I know all about the corruption, bro. You understand that I, I have clear understanding. You know what Title IV is? No. All right, look up Title IV, right? So Title IV is the money that comes out of taxpayers' dollars that is pumped from the Social Security Administration into all those courts. Matter of fact, you get paid. If you're a paid attorney, you get paid off of Title IV, right? So now, if you look at Title IV-D money, Title IV-D money is actually all the money that gets pumped into these fucking bullshit-ass courts, like the family court and all these kangaroo courts, right? So I actually got from uh, the Information of uh, Freedom um, Act, I got all the actual... Um, 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 tax info, all the dealings, how much every child is assumed to be worth, uh, how much every uh, um, attorney alight them, how much the judges, the clerks. I brought it all down um, and made a little tiny chart uh, relating to Title IV D money and how the court system, the family court, is only supposed to be literally a 90-day process where they've been extending this court process for 18 years. Plus, so that's that's one of the arguments that I presented in the federal district court when I uh, took these cocksuckers there. So, so I'm just I, I just gotta say something. I was curious where you, this all started, and it's, it's clear it, it was started, divorce it started and with kids, me. It? it was divorce and kids, wasn't it? No, 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 no. I was never married, so I don't fit under that contract. So, where where this started with me was, I had a child. At a wedlock, um, so there is none of those contracts. Um, and then the mother went to the family court, um, got a third party involved, like everyone else. Um, and then I ended up paying a ton of money uh, on attorneys, and I was literally in court for about a year, and I never saw my child. 
And I kept putting money and I kept screaming and I'm like, yo, how is it possible that you guys can come and do what you're doing? Like, how can you step in someone's life and someone's family and delegate all this shit? So I had a a long conversation with my attorney and the conversation, uh, it really didn't go nowhere. It was basically like, dude, all you have to do is keep your mouth shut and just keep giving me money and keep paying child support. Like, what? In there, done that. So, 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 and then, you know what? I started looking at all these concepts. You know, I started looking at, you know, all these deadbeat fathers. I started looking at the, the sovereign community. I started looking at the free man community. I started looking at like the Moorish uh, concepts and, and how the Moors do this and do that. And at the end of the day, like, you know, all these people are claiming nationalities and treaties and all these other documents and, you know, they're doing UCC stuff and, you know, they're, they're understanding contracts and they're trying to break all this stuff down. And then you come to the realization that all these governments are protected under their umbrella. So it's like, no matter what you do, these people still have this clause, this protection, this boilerplate that makes them um, 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 dads or secondary citizens, right? Almost immune to, to like prosecution. Right. So, so I really had to go and under and understand, um, I guess like the legal craft. And so let me ask you this. Was it, was it the fact that as a dad, you felt like you had like empowerment or was it lack of empowerment? It was a lack. It was by them taking away, like literally, they took away, choice, right? right. They took away my, my life, my soul, my energy. They took away everything. Like it, that's your child is you. Like it is a replica of you. I mean, listen, I'm not taking nothing away from the mother. You know, it's the same thing goes for her. I'm not, I'm not splitting that hair like that. It's not going to happen. So, so anyway, so where I got my first realization was actually at the Brooklyn Law Library. So I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm hanging out with all these folks. Yeah, right. So I'm sitting there. Now, listen, I'm a funny looking dude, right? I'm like not like this dude you come up to and literally like talk to on the street. Like I, and that's never been me. Um, so I go to the Brooklyn Law Library and you know for a fact that I'm not a lawyer. And no, I'm not even going to school for that shit. So you're like, wait, this dude's way out of fucking place right now. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the librarian and I'm like, yo, you know what? Like, you know, like, I'm trying to understand law. Like, I've been to Rikers Island. I've been to their law library. And I'm not trying to read those kind of crazy books. I'm just, you know, like, I'm trying to have an understanding on, like, these series of books and what these books have and, you know, their purpose and this and that. And then she goes to me. She goes, well, there's two sections. I said, two sections? I said, but I see all these colors. Look like a fucking rainbow in here. Like, what's going on? And she goes, well, there's only two sections. We have the first section that's over there. It's called the fictions of law or fictions at law. And she was like, that's your codes and statues and all that. And the word fiction popped in my head, stayed in my head. And then she goes, well, on this side over here, we have basically all the annotated and all the federal and state shit. And then she told me I had to go. Because You're allowed to be there, though. No, no, no. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just joking. So I got you. That, that basically stuck in my head. The word fiction. So I did my due diligence, and I'm like, okay, let me see what this term means. Let me see what these things go to. And then once you put it together, fictions of law, code, statues, this and that. It's like, wait a minute. 
everything's a fucking code and statue. Now it's like, okay, where do these codes and statues come from? Well, these codes and statues come from the legislative branch. Okay, so the legislative branch belongs to who? That's really the federal side of the state. So now they're making federal laws, trying to subrogate and trying to switch them up and do the okie doke, trying to save their state laws, which they're not. So now I'm getting a clear understanding that they, these motherfuckers is doing the okie doke and I'm being played and it doesn't matter because I'm still incompetent and I don't know how to stand in court. So now I decided to go look at these other books, she says, the annotated. And let me tell you guys something. When you open up one of these annotated books, it is a whole, it's like God came out that motherfucker. Because now you get to read all the Supreme Court holdings and rulings and what the Supreme Court really got to say. Now, if you look at all this, all these Supreme Court laws and rules, and you go and you look at all these fictions of law and these codes and policies and all that, dude, there's a huge contradiction. Huge contradiction. Brother. So that's, that's what really started me, right? So when then here comes YouTube and here comes all the misinformation, right? So right before I actually went and filed suit in the family court, the family court judge was like, listen, you cannot come in my courtroom and you cannot call your child property, but I will give you the opportunity to explain it in a legal fashion. So I was like, yo, you know what I do know? I know I require leave of court. If I can have leave of court for like two weeks, I'll come back with an answer. So because I spoke to her in that manner, she gave me leave of court for two weeks. You are a brave man. Okay. When I came back, this was my answer for her. I said, the mother and I came together in this coming together, which is joiner or joinder. You guys should look up those words. We created a union. In this union, we did the hokey pokey, and that created offspring, born fruit that is of my DNA and of my flesh and blood. And now I'm going to state here and make a claim that nobody has their DNA, their blood, or their flesh inside said instrument. Therefore, everyone who does not have their blood, flesh, whatever, is now a third party. I smashed the family court with that. And I hope you people understand that. And that's the same thing I took over to the Supreme Court. And you know what? I had... A Supreme Court judge thank me for getting the understanding that I have. Like, I've been locked up. Like, these motherfuckers locked me up three times in one day at the, in, in, in the courthouse. I'm not going to tell you, but I get what you're saying. And it's like, you know, it's like the judge locks me up and the fucking court clerk runs in. Like, you can't do that. You, he's, he's on the other side of the court. You can't. He's not on the wrong. Yeah, like, da, 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 da. And then they're like, okay, let him out. And then the court clerk is like, oh, he fucked up on his paperwork. Send his ass back. You know, he's fucked up, dude. <laughs> the law is interpretation, if I'm not mistaken. There are some well, it's it's an interpretation until you actually bring in the law. So... Depending on where you find it or if you know how to create it, you can bring that in and that will stand as fact. 
but most courts don't operate on fact. They operate on procedure. They operate on, um, on contracts that are null and void. Actually, I would argue they operate on emotion. Um, no, emotion is, um, when you motion, you could just look up the word motion. You're, you're, you're you talk uh, about guardian ad litems. How do you have a lawyer who is standing in as a social worker? Right. That's no, I took these, uh, I, when I mentioned that I was talking about taking them actually over to the Supreme court. Um, so I took everyone in the family court, like any, uh, principal, any agent, any actor, any minion, any subordinate that was in that courtroom that had their name on any of my documents, they were submitted into the, uh, the, the defendant section or the wrong, sorry, the wrongdoer section uh, of my case. So everyone went in there, every attorney, everyone they tried to give me, uh, judges, clerks, um, uh, receptionists. I don't give a fuck. I even put uh, a couple cops names in there because, um, they wanted me to go through the metal detector when I opt out. And then I gave them the law about what opt out means and where their jurisdiction and authority lies and they violated me. So they got jumped into the, uh, also. So what's funny is, I'm just curious, so did you hire an attorney? I did at first, um, and then I, I dumped like close to 50 grand yeah. into this guy's pocket before I was just like every other fucking father and was like, dude, fuck you, and you better get the fuck away from me before I kill you, and he's like, well, okay, no problem, because the only thing I'm going to do next is go hire another attorney. So right. and that's you're when cashing out, You're cashing out everything that you've worked for just to have standing, right? Right, just just to have a say, not even just to even have a word heard. So, uh, once I did that, and then I went with the whole, you know, Sixth Amendment. Um, you know, I'm going to represent myself. I don't need lawyers, this and that. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm in the wrong jurisdiction for me to stand for myself. So now it becomes where I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in contempt of court. And now they're going to have to provide me with, with counsel. So uh, because of that game, I, I, I was on the wrong side of the court. That's why I had to take them over into the Supreme Court or into the federal district. So like that, I can actually be heard. Because now it all comes down to the contract, what's being signed, and you have to break it down legally to where the legality is and where the equity is. So they didn't let you in the state of New York. They didn't let you go. And I know you don't like it. You like pro per, but they didn't let you go pro se. Well, I don't use that term. Pro se is a legal okay, term. Okay, pro per, pro per. Right. I'm I'm always in my in my appropriate persona. Okay, but I'm saying they wouldn't allow you to go that route in the um, state of New York. They at first, it's they they can't they don't have a say in that. But what they do is they, they produce force tactics so that you accept pro se. Once you accept pro se, you're back into the federal, uh, like federal citizens. You're, you're underneath the federal policy. Yeah, but I thought most judges, I mean, and I don't know if it's the same in your state, but I mean, most judges here, if you're representing pro se, they, they, they usually give more leniency towards um, the pro se litigant versus yes, actually. Yes, because the pro se lawyer actually is the only one with standing in there. And if a pro se, okay, litigant understands his position, 
he can actually jam up the actual judge because yeah. the yeah, judge, right. the judge is acting as judge and executioner. Like the judge should not be um, putting in his two cents in anything. There should be the prosecution and there should be the defense. There should be the, you know, the plaintiff and the wrongdoer. You know, that's what there should be, or the affiant and, and the wrongdoer. When you're inside these these traffic courts, these kangaroo courts, the family court, uh, the judge is taking on all these roles. So if someone who understands the judge's position can put the judge in his place, if the judge if he the judge gets put in their place, now the judge can lose his seat, meaning his jurisdiction. Oh yeah, if you elect judges, uh, let me just say this. You know, it's been a fascinating conversation. Absolutely fascinating. I, I, you know, I never thought I'd hear this like live. Um, you know, I commend you for all the work you've done, and and you know, I might not go the same route, but I, I just have to tell you, it's fascinating. Well, I'm gonna tell you like this: there's easier ways. No one has to do it. I I was looking for a needle, and I'm a fucking cocksucker, dude. Like, if you want to fight, let's go, dude. Like, I'm I don't stand down, so that's my problem. I'm I'm hot blooded. Like, I'm a hothead. Like you start bumping heads with me, I'm like a bull. We're, we're, we're just going to charge at each other all day long. I get it, but uh, you, you shared your restaurant experience earlier, and I was like, this guy's got a rational head on him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you know, when, when it comes down to this stuff, like, you know, I, I clear debt. Like, I'm not in debt. I've cleared my debt. I clear my debt. Um, sorry about that. I, I clear debt through legal processes like uh, H, uh, House Joint Resolution 192. Uh, I clear debt through my Treasury Direct account. Like I clear debt um, that I create. So I live in a debt society. So when I go to a restaurant or to go buy a pack of cigarettes with these little mom and pop stores or these little guys who don't know how to monetize anything, who don't know anything about uh, finances or, or actual money. Um, I can't really take these guys to, to court. You know, there's, there's no need for it because at the end of the day, the only thing I'm doing is producing a harm inside my community because now I have to take it upon myself to actually educate these people before I actually bring up some type of suit. And I don't want to spend. You don't, day you, don't bring, you don't want to bring what's been brought to you against them. Well, I, there's I no really, reason for that, right? There's no reason for the little guy, you know, because the little guy doesn't know any better. So unless I want to go and introduce the concepts and the education and and the the literature to these people, so they can now have a concept, an idea, and a way to defend themselves, um, and then it's a fair fight. You know, it's like when we walk into court. We are incompetent, so we can't defend ourselves because of our incompetence. That's why we get run over like a fucking freight train. But the second we become educated and we can make that stand and say, hey, look, this is what the law says. Now tell me how your opinion coincides with what the law says. That's why everything in law has to be defined. So if I use uh, the, the United States being located in Washington, D.C., if I use that in court, now the court has to create a rebuttal. If they don't create a rebuttal, that means providing me with some type of documentation, with some type of definition, we're just going to go with the United States is located in the Washington of the, uh, the District of Columbia. Meaning, if I'm in New York, I'm not in Washington, D.C., meaning I'm not in the United States, meaning none of their policies, laws, legislation, so forth and so on, apply to me. Now, that's the 
concept that we should all have when we're in these courts. Our resident lawyer is back. Come on, hey, hey MV, I just want to say thank you so much for hosting this uh, this rumor or coming out of this room. Well, this is, this is changing home. people's lives, bro. This is changing I, people's lives. I, I hope so. It's not changing many lawyers' lives, that's for sure. They're still getting paid. They're still going to certify their documents. Low blow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, honestly, I, I think if people came together with the concept of trust, um, everybody would be better off. MP for president. I'm going to co sign a lot of stuff you're saying. I'm going to co sign the attitude as well in, in, in total. Um, but I, I would also, I'd also say, like, I, I have that kind of same attitude. But I'll, I'll tell you, I've, there's many opinions where a court will literally just respond. Respondents, other arguments, or you know, complainants or plaintiffs, other arguments lack merit. They'll, they don't, they, they, they do whatever the fuck they want, bro. Right, they lack merit as long as your claim is not in. So, I mean, that's that's the state of it, you know, because your your paperwork precedes you. You know, like we shouldn't be speaking in court because whenever we open our mouth inside of a court, we are actually having an argument. No, so, but I'm saying like an opinion, like an opinion that's, that's submitted, like another opinion, a, a memorandum of law, a, a brief, an affirmation in opposition to a motion. Like it, they, they'll take whole segments that they don't want to respond to and say, right, and just throw it out, ignore yeah, it. They'll say it lacks merit. Exactly. That's, that's practically, you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's also like uh, all of that fits into 18 USC. So in 18 USC, you know, there's, there's all those. Uh, uh, little clauses about um, uh, not uh, reading certain affidavits and certain claims, um, uh, not putting in certain paperwork. Uh, there's a lot of court clerks that get brought up on, on these charges uh, by not submitting in paperwork. So you really got to understand, uh, you got to understand these laws. Like you got to understand these codes. So like that, you understand how these court systems work. So like that, mm -hmm. if shit like this happens, you can say, hey, wait a minute, you know, like when, when I do a lot of my mail stuff, you know, when I first started doing the tax per Q stuff, like it was all about mail tampering and, and fraud, you know, like I will bring up the United States postal service on mail tampering just because you won't accept my mail. That's mail tampering. And like, again, I, I have no problem. I, like the Supreme court knows my face. They know when I'm walking up their steps, they're like, Oh, here we go again. <laughs> So wait a minute, I got a curious question for both of you. So you're, are you, are you saying that a judge can, can intervene and correct the record to remove something off the record? No, they'll just straight up ignore it, dude. Yeah. They, that means like, you know, um, a judge has a, a, there's a procedure, right? So you send your documents, the court clerk sees it, the court clerk separates the uh, legal from the financial uh, because the court clerk does all the finances and the judge does all the legal, you know, so you need these two parts of the contract or these two parts of the business to actually function. Right. So, um, the court clerk now, let's just say, forgets to submit something to the judge, knowing that the judge really doesn't want to read this or his policy or his ways. Uh, the judge gets really upset because you understand it's still the judge's courtroom. So the judge is going to tell the clerk, listen, if you ever see these types of documents, don't even present them to me. 
So now the judge can always say, oh, look, by the way, I never got these. Give me uh, give me leave of court so I can go look at these documents. And then it's just it's just a fucking rat race. So do you have and any if, recourse in court to, to actually admit them? You could appeal. What? Your, your documents? Yeah. Yeah, just make sure you submit proper documentation. So yeah, what that means those is... rules of the court listen, to make sure that that's what the judge this actually means. has to look at them, right? I, I, will, I will explain, okay? If anyone files a petition, okay, all you have to do is look up the etymology of petition. The word petition is a French word that means whiny bitch. Straight up. So every petition is a whiny bitch submitting it into the courts. The courts really lay frown upon stupid shit like that, okay? So all these documents, they already know which ones they're going to see and not, okay? If you actually walk into a court with a verified claim, you will see how fast the court moves for you because that's the only way courts run are on claims. There has to be a claim. So if you're motioning, you're doing writs, uh, you're doing any of these other documents, it's not a claim. Therefore, you're fitting in another jurisdiction. That means you're fitting underneath another contract, another policy, and they can do whatever the fuck they want in that sense. Can I jump in and ask a question? Actually, two questions real quick. Uh, I missed part of this, but did you, did you bump up against the jurisdiction of Law Merchant or Lex Mercatoria, and did you do anything with notices of liability? Well, the notice of liability would fit under the legal term, uh, uh, FOMO, you might have to help me here. It's, uh, it's ultra-virus, ultra-virus, yeah. Um, yeah. I believe, yeah. and that's, that's uh, acting beyond one's professional capacity, correct? I don't know, but I know that's a word. Right. So I believe it's, it's, it's ultra-virus, right? So, so if you look up the word ultra-virus, the definition of that is uh, one acting way beyond or beyond their professional capacity. So I could actually use that and put a judge or whatever agent in their place by saying, hey, look, I believe you're doing this way beyond your professional capacity. Now we've got to talk about your jurisdiction and your authority. So now we're going to put that person into play and use their oath, their license, whatever, as liability to whatever they want to produce as an opinion or law. So you need to put each one of these government agents in their place and make sure that your document in whatever form it's in holds them responsible, personally responsible, just like with these mandate, you know, you want an exemption? Put together a document that says, hey, you want me to get vaccinated? You take full legal and liable responsibility over this, and I'll get all the jabs you want. And you know what? When no one signs that document, you're exempt. I was going to say that comes in handy when you're dealing with a uh, guardian ad litem, and you find out the son of a bitch has several DUIs, and he's supposed to judge you for having a beer at the end of the day. I promise. Yeah, but you know, like things like that, you're you're bringing in someone's moral character. Um, into no, no, no. He court. was he was he was actually speaking for my children. Yeah, but that's he was it. He was giving that position. You know, it's not like he took it. He works for the courthouse. Like no, when you look no, at a no, lawyer. No, 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 he was assigned by. I guarantee you, just knowing the attorneys, um, 
they all came together and said, let's give this guy a second okay. chance. Look, 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 listen, listen. All of, yeah. Oh, dude, that, it's all that, a fucking closed society. We all know yes, that. Yes, that, that is probably true where, you know what, his peers uh, helped him keep his job. But at the end of the day, anyone, let's say, in any attorney, any judge, anyone who works in the family court, all right, we could talk about the traffic court. We could talk about all these courts individually, but right now we're only going to go with the family court. The family court um, is funded by Title IV D money. So anyone who works inside the family court is underneath the same umbrella, meaning any lawyer that you hire has a bar license. The judge sitting on that chair more than likely has or had a bar license meaning everything in that courtroom is underneath the bar policy. So it's automatically a conflict of interest all the way through. The policy, the, uh, the codes, the statutes, uh, the people representing you, the people actually handling this, it's all fraud. Well, it's all defraud. The word is defraud. You're all being defrauded. It's all a trick. It's it's a fucking opera. It's it's a game. And when you when you're ready to you know travel internationally, right? And you go to the airport, and they ask you for your pass, right? You know, we know this day is going to come. What happens then? Yeah, I I created what's called a travel booklet. So I travel with my travel booklet. It is basically all the information that you would give to the, um, the U.S. passport agency for them to provide you with that federal booklet. I've made a lawful booklet. Have you traveled internationally, you see it? Yeah, I travel all over. I've traveled to three different continents with uh, my travel document. So my travel document, the main document is an authentic Authenticated birth certificate. That's 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 the start of all of this. I think we should start a series, and I don't think we're going to get it all done in one day. You know what I mean? But uh, but welcome to Spaces, number one. You're a great addition, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Hey, bro. On that FOMO, I'd actually love to host uh, a discussion where you just you and NP sit down or. Um, something like that, we can run a whole series on Sats Radio. That'd be amazing because this info info is going to get out and it's going to change people's lives. I'll let him pick the topic. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, say, listen, but it's not about changing people's lives. It's about thinking differently, right? Well, I think it's about it's about number one, getting the concept. You know, regardless if it's if it's misinformation, if it's real information, where the source is, or whatever the case is. It's just an outside opinion that most people really don't spend any time thinking on. Now, once we add some type of substance, either through fact or through definition, now it becomes matter. It becomes something. Now, if people have a necessity or a want or a need for the information, now they have an, an, an avenue or a source to actually start researching and doing their own due diligence because that's what it comes down to. Because at the end of the day, all this law shit is really your own interpretation. So if you can interpret this law for what it is or, 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 um, or in, a, in a 
in a uh, uh, educated, profound manner, you don't really need to know law. Like you don't need to know the codes and statutes and all that. You know, anyone who knows how to stand up like a man and say, hey, look, you know, where's the contract? That's number one. Where's the contract? So once you ask that question, now you automatically know what jurisdiction you're in, what applies to you, what doesn't apply to you. If there is no contract, it's null and void. None of it applies to you. You shouldn't even be in that courtroom or in that negotiation or whatever it is. So that's why that's so you I think I remember you said you were not married, so you you were not in a contract. Right. But if I were to get married, my marriage contract would first be put inside of a Bible. And then that Bible would be registered on a legal ledger or legal form or as a legal notice. And then if I needed to go get a marriage license because of tax purposes or whatever the case is, and then I would go get that and I would attach an affidavit to it stating that my marriage, my union is in private, a union under God, and the only thing I need the state for is to act as a legal witness. Because when you go look at the marriage license that we have today, um, the union is underneath the state. So the state is creating the union. So the state is playing God. And then the state is also being the witness. So when you go to a church and you get married, the priest does that. And then everyone else are the witnesses. So that right there produces a real marriage contract or marriage license. When you go apply for this down at City Hall, you're applying, you're setting an application into these people. And if you don't set that contract straight to where God is the main power or the sovereign entity in this case, um, and then the state takes full jurisdiction and authority over that application, meaning they own it, meaning they own your marriage in a legal sense. It is a contract, right? It is a contract. You applied for it. It's an application. The same thing goes for your driver's license. Like, think about this, people. You can go to the DMV right now, and you will see wall-to-wall applications for a driver's license. Go up to the lady or to the dude and ask them where the cancellation contract is. Where's the fucking cancel form? They will look at you like you got 10 heads. But if there's an application, there's got to be a cancellation, right? Wouldn't one go hand in hand? Think about that. Same thing goes for the same thing goes for the Social Security Administration. That's an SS form. Can we can we stay on DMV? Yeah, I mean that's why I only that's why I only carry my state ID. I let my contract for my expir- uh, for my driver's license expire on the last expiration. I haven't renewed it in ten years. I get tickets and, and I go get them dismissed. And when you how, drive, how? Wait, hold on. How do you get them dismissed? Well, there's a number of that. There's a, there's a number. I mean, I drive, I've been driving. I drive everywhere. Um, uh, you know, there's a number. You pulled over? I have. And, I mean, I, you know, the, thing is, the, the thing is, I don't make the argument right there at the roadside. That, that officer, that, you know, that isn't the place that I let him issue his ticket, and I go to right. the court, and I, and I don't do it. You know, I, I can't, they, can't they arrest you? Can't they arrest you? Yeah, you get arrested for suspended license. In New York, you get arrested without a license. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Actually, um, I'm, I'm with Ali, right? Ali, yeah. Um, no, I actually, 
Um, I actually do not have a license and I drive. So as you know it, um, I've been pulled over in New York. I have YouTube videos of me being pulled over. Um, and there is a process to go through. There's a process to go through when you're dealing with these policy enforcers on the side of the road. Okay, that conversation can go one of two ways. It either goes in your benefit or accept a ticket or get arrested or impounded because at the end of the day, no one should be negotiating with these assholes on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah, they're you, road you road pilots. Right, you need to take it up with the, with the judge. So, yeah, it's better to take so, it. So understand, like, you need to understand all these concepts. So, and, and, and most judges will sit down, and especially traffic judges. I mean, they're, they'll usually sit down and have closed quarter conference with you and the district attorney, and you can resolve it. You know, you can explain, right. I'm not conducting commerce. I was moving my personal property, my car, from one location to the next. Is that, am I not allowed to do with my own property as I, w as I wish? Right. You, you have the right to travel. You have the right to travel. And a lot of these, especially traffic courts, these judges, these court clerks, they have been sued. They've been sued by a lot of people. Um, and they understand their position nowadays. But 20, 30 years ago, it was a lot different. Okay. So, so have the, they successfully sued them? Yes. You, you can actually, if I were you guys, uh, use DuckDuckGo and, uh, Type in um, Supreme Court, no license required. Uh, I believe there is a website that uh, is understand contract, win, understand contract and you win or contract law and you win. If you go to that page or that website, um, that page, I believe, has like a thousand Supreme Court uh, rulings and holdings that state uh, you don't need a license to operate a vehicle uh, on public roadways as long as you're not being compensated. So if you go to like Blackwell's Dictionary, you look up the word driver, it states one employed in conducting a coach wagon or whatever. Key word is employed. So as long as you're not employed, meaning moving goods and services, being compensated for that ride, you can exercise your right to travel. Now, by you understanding the law is how you're going to communicate to the police officer. Depending on how the police officer interprets the law is the situation you find yourself in. Correct. Yeah, and you and gotta now, you gotta read you gotta read the cop. I mean when you get pulled over, if he's already has his hand on his gun, I'm I'm gonna tell him no, I don't have a driver's license. I understand your position. I, I, I invoke my Fifth Amendment right, and I will go forward with, you know, issue a citation, and, you know, I'll let the judge you know, handle the matter from here, right? I, I don't, I'm never rude. I don't dismiss him. You know, I always introduce myself with peace. I, you know, good evening, officer. You know, I wish peace upon you. And, you know, I enter and I engage with that person in a professional manner, right? Like, I come from a place of logic, reason, and I... I I explain the situation, you know, I, I, um, and then, it, you know, the thing is we have rights and remedies that we, you know, that we've long forgotten, like the fifth amendment, the fifth amendment isn't for people that are lying. The thing is anything I say can and will be used against me in the court of law. And that officer, even if I say things that will adjudicate my innocence, he is not, that, that is hearsay. If, if they go to bring that as testimony, the, the prosecutor will, um, will uh, object and on reasonable grounds of hearsay. 
Ali, when the police pulls you over, he already made his decision. You know? So you just got to keep that in mind. I mean, occasionally, occasionally you can talk to them. And, you know, they're, they're also human beings. They're rational. You know, like, now, again, you got to be careful what you say because sometimes things you say will, will incriminate you and make your defense even harder, right? But it, fundamentally, you know, I'm attacking it on, on PC, on probable cause. You know, like, what did you pull me over for to begin with? And then, you know, and, and from there, right, it's just my inspection slippers out, right? Well, that's not, that does not incite probable cause. That action, infraction alone cannot cannot give them probable cause to pull me over. It has to be income. And here in Texas, they can't arrest you. There's only two things, travel violations they can arrest you for, is speeding and um, reckless driving, I think, is the other yeah, one. There's only 30. Yeah, so, you know, we're, you know, and again, you know, each one of those, I understand, each one of those officers is an independent contract. You cannot, he has his own you cannot be arrested. You cannot be arrested if you understand the code. Okay, so let's just nip all this in the butt. All right, the bottom line is this we have an attorney, we have a house attorney, FOMO. Check this out, FOMO. We're gonna, we're gonna put you to work, brother. All right, so everybody, listen, listen closely. FOMO, all right, he's, a, he's an actual attorney, okay, and he works on donation. All right, so people, listen. The best no, nation. That's not true. That's not true. Know, he's never asked for anything. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not working for anybody here. Uh, look, Fomo, I'm, I'm, listen, man. I'm trying to work with your team, bro. Just hear me out, people. Now, let me get back to what I was saying. The best nation in the world, people, is donation. All right? Let's get that shit straight. Now, FOMO, put your goddamn Bitcoin address up on your profile. No, 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 no. You can collect for him. Right, right, so I'm not representing anybody here. not working for anybody, brother. Right. So, look, let, let's check this out. FOMO, do me a favor. Go to any state traffic code. Go to any code. I don't care if it's driver's license. I don't care if it's seatbelt. I don't care if it's masturbation. I don't care if it's a stop sign. I don't care what it is. Just mm. find one code. Please. Okay, let's look at the New York State vehicle and traffic law. Okay, just find any code. I don't care what it is. You have to actually read the code. Okay. And I'm going to show you how simple it is, people. This is Article 15, Registration of Motorcycles. Section 410, Registration of Motorcycles, Fees, Renewals. Registration by owners. No motorcycle shall be operated. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. All right, we don't need to read the whole thing because we're wasting time, right? Okay. So I want you to read what you just read and tell me the key word there. Operator. Operated. Okay, the key word is shall. Okay. Okay, so any code you go to, you're going to basically read no person shall. All right, now, hold on. Hold that thought, everybody. Now, I need you to go to any law dictionary. And look up the word shall. About the, right. the word shall, the word shall is to be construed as may. So may, may not, shall, shall not, right? So when you read the code, it says no person shall. Let's read it right. No person may wear a seatbelt, stop at a stop sign. No person shall this, no person shall that. So at the end of the day, that word shall does not make it a definite. Because it's not a definite, it's not a requirement. Meaning there is no law. 
to the extent that something says no person may, it also means that no person may. Okay. But then again, it all comes down to it being a definite or not. If it's not a definite, guess what? It's null and void. Because so I can, not, what's, cannot. What's, what's so more definite not, than shall? Hold on a second. What's with, more definite than shall? Will. Must. Has to. The word, the, word, the word would be must. Every person must stop. Every person must wear a seatbelt. A must makes it a definite. Once you put a must, guess what? It's a definite. I'll give you another example. When and then it's tyranny. tyranny. What's tyranny? Uh, Blacks, Blacks, here's what Black says. This is, uh, this is first Black year law. This is first year law school. Oh, hold on a second. Say no, they don't second. teach you this. Oh, hold on a second. Black's Law Dictionary, right? That's, okay. That's the, that's the most okay, important. fair enough. The term shall is defined as, as follows. Wait, this hold on a second. Way. Hold on, hold on, Mo. Hold on, FOMO. Uh, don't read the first part of that paragraph. Go down to where it says okay. when, when against the government. Something about when, when with the government, right? When addressed to public officials. No, it should say, if you're looking at Black Law's Dictionary, if you read the first paragraph, uh, it's, it's one paragraph that should be split into two. But if you read halfway down, it, there's a specific session that says, win against the government or something to the extent of the government. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Give me a second. It should say, when against the government, the word shall is to be construed as may. Okay. That's exactly what Black Law's fourth edition says. As this might be the version that, that you have. As used in states, statutes, and similar instruments, this word is generally imperative or mandatory, but it may be construed as merely permissive or directory, as equivalent to may, to carry out the legislative intention and in cases where no right or benefit to anyone depends on its being taken in the imperative sense and where no public or private right is impaired by its interpretation in the other sense. Right. I so we can, we can say the word shall is to be may. So you may, you may not. You may wear a seatbelt. You may not wear a seatbelt. The only difference is when you walk into a courtroom and you enter into this contract and you are either assumed or you say, hey, look, you know what? I did not, da, 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 and then you pay your fine. But at the end of the day, if you bring the code, the code that you just read where it says no person shall, and we bring in the legal definition to may, there's no definite there. So your honor, I may stop, I may not stop. Enjoy your day, sir. Thank you for your time. And that's one second. It goes both ways. The government does. shall not. It goes both ways. The government shall not. And it's being interpreted right now in cases. If you go out there and find it. Well, the government shall not do anything that you don't accept or that you don't condone or that you don't want it to happen. But the government also produces these bills of attainder that create a lot of harm because the only thing they're doing is they're making policies and codes so they can keep generating revenue. So the right of the people to keep in their arms shall not be infringed when used by the government. It doesn't shall mean shall, but when you know, no. is that what you're saying? No, 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 hold on. Because now we have to go look at the instrument. So when you're looking at this gun, hold on a second. Um, 
the gun that speaking of, right? So in, in the phrase or in the term, we have the right to bear arms, right? So let's just say we're talking about a gun here, right? Where, where did that gun come from? The manufacturer. Okay, so if the gun comes from a manufacturer, that means it fits under every legislative law that has to do with guns. Now, if you want to exercise the Second Amendment that was given to you, you actually have to manufacture that gun yourself. So you can go online and type in 80% uh, gun. Let's hold off on that. I think uh, we might... I don't know. It's probably it's probably fine, but I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to get implicated in, in this stuff. If you I'm guys want to, up. feel free in in talking about that subject specifically. Well, listen, it's it's an open conversation, and you know everyone can do their due diligence. But at the end of the day, you know a gun, a gun. We're just talking about a handgun right now, okay? So your handguns, and now we're not talking about a revolver. Your handgun is considered only the lower. MC, MC, right. MC, the lower MC, 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 can I just interject? Uh, this conversation is uh, it's, it's not it's not getting friendly. Okay, just choose another uh, possession. That's um, a bit why? Yeah, why, man? Yeah, uh, I understand why. Most guys want to talk okay. about guns, but buddy. Yeah, yeah, this is America. Um, we we got the right to talk about guns, bro. And these motherfuckers are coming out and your guns. Bro, we've already been yeah. rug pulled, man. <laughs> Yeah, so listen to this, dude. Right, the bottom line is this, dude. All right, so look, if you guys type in anywhere in the world 80% guns, all right, you can buy an actual gun off of the internet for no licensing. I don't care if you're federal. I don't care what you have. 80% gun, okay? Now, the only thing that's classified in the law that is a gun is the lower receiver. Everything else is an accessory. That means your firing pin, your barrels, uh, your uppers, your, your, your triggers, all this shit is an accessory, okay? So when you go and buy a manufactured gun, you're actually buying a gun. When you go out and get yourself an 80% gun and you manufacture, that means you drill out the rest of that 20%, now it's not considered a gun, it's considered a tool. And you have the right to have any tool you want for your protection. Because the right to bear arms does not refer to a gun. It refers to weapons. And you have the right to bear them at any time to protect yourself. Just when you think you took the red pill, he brings up another point. Okay, so now if you guys want to go and buy your Berettas and your SIGs and your, your AK fucking and, and your all these guns that are pre-manufactured, that all come with real uh, registrations and serial numbers and all that, guess what? It will never belong to you. So that means it's a privilege. So if they want to come and take that away, no problem. If you go to jail and become a felon or, you know what, um, I don't know, you look at your neighbor's little kid wrong or something like that and they classify you as something, they take away all this shit. Well, you know what? Skip the bullshit. Go get an 80% gun. Go get yourself a Dremel, a drill press. Go do something. Manufacture your little toy. Take that. You can put your Bitcoin address on it, your private key, and then go register that shit. Well, no, 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 no. Make sure you put your public key on there and then go register that shit underneath the trust. And now you can have a gun whenever you want, anytime you want, and it belongs to the trust, and you have the right to protect the trust at all costs. 
because you have the right to protect your property at all costs. There you go. That's how you get a gun in this country, and that's how you, that's how you do it, baby. You're killing me. You know, gun, baby. 3D printing is also defense. No, listen, don't do that shit. I tried it. And listen, those PLAs and those plastics, if it's anything bigger than a 25 caliber, that shit will pop and break and crack in your hand, dude. Trust me. I know. I tried it. I'm sicko like that. Uh, I think my most point was we wanted to get away from this conversation of, of weapons. Forget guns, right? No, a weapon's a weapon, dude. A weapon is a tool to protect yourself. Yeah, but I, he's the, he was the host or the co-host. Forgive me. I'll leave the host to decide. All right, so the host. Hey, bro, I'm, I'm, you... I'm the host here right now. Uh, <clears throat> we can talk about whatever, dude. This is all being recorded and published. So yeah. uh, this is information. You can take so it or leave it. Let's give a disclosure. Let's give a disclosure. This is not legal advice, nor is this financial advice. And if any of you need legal advice, you should seek a lawyer. If you guys need counsel, go seek competent counsel. This is not legal advice. This is just a way of you getting information and doing your own due diligence so that you are open sourced. And just a discussion for educational and enlightenment purposes. There you go. Beautiful. All right. Okay. I mean, I think, you know, I think that when we got away from teaching civics and, you know, what the constitution is, what the bill of rights is about, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what is afforded to us in our protections. And everybody likes to scream about the first and the second and the fourth and the fifth amendment. And we don't all talk about how they're intertwined and interconnected, right? Like they, well, they're they, not, they're, you know, they're they're not. To, to build on each other. No, they don't. Because you, you, you just named, you just named one constitution and I can name you from that one constitution, six constitutions, that you just referred to that none of them have anything to do with themselves. So I'll give you an example. You have the constitution uh, that's incorporated. You have the unincorporated. Now these are, you have to understand finances and business, right? So if you go and Google the incorporated constitution of the United States, it's different than the unincorporated constitution of the United States. It's different than the unincorporated constitution for the United States. Yeah, the constitutions for the constitutions of. Right. So these are all different documents giving you all different authorities, giving you all different jurisdictions. And you, I'm not saying you, but most people, when they go and they talk about the Constitution, the question is, is what Constitution are we talking about? Because the Constitution doesn't give you any rights. The Bill of Rights gives you the rights, but that has to be the unincorporated. Bill of Rights, because if you go to the corporate Bill of Rights, you can change that word right to privilege. Right. Well, because you're operating under under a different jurisdiction. You're operating under a different contract. The Constitution is a contract. Right. And then and this one's underneath the corporation of a different, I mean, uh, under different corporate fiction. Right. Which was named the United States. Good night, everybody. Okay, good night, dude. Because the United States of America, if you're talking about a de jure republic or a de jure uh, nation, and then you're looking at, uh, at treaties. Those are the treaties that were created with the Native Americans and, and with the indigenous people. Because that's the land that we stole. So all the treaties go back to them. That's the same thing that the Moors run. When they start talking about everything goes back to Kimmet, everything goes back to uh, Timbuktu and all that crazy shit. Now they go with the uh, Treaty of Peace and Friendship. 
Now, that pity of treason and friendship supersedes the Constitution, and on top of that, it was signed on the Delaware River, making it an American possession. That's deep, man. Well, people got, yo, you got to know your history, dude, because if you know your history, guess what? They can't fuck with you. You know, there's all this nonsense about Christopher Columbus coming here, uh, uh, Plymouth Rock and all that. It's all bullshit. That motherfucker went down to the islands, yo. Yeah, he never stepped foot on North America. He never, he never even got over here, dude. So, <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking about? Christopher Columbus did what? He didn't do shit. The only thing he did was bring syphilis and fucking schmegma over to the people and fuck them all up. <clears throat> you know, and then, and then, and then we talk about, like, yo. You like Wait, say that again? My opinion, I think it's awesome that you're sharing this info, but I mean, like, the ATF and they're going to Waco people, you know? They're going to come after people regardless. Yeah, but guess what? As long as you are being, are, are being, as long as you don't speak up, guess what? All of our forefathers fought for our right to have our opinion and speak it forth. And if we don't speak this shit, guess what? We are no better than the government. And you know what? We are all fucking sheep. We should all comply and we should all fucking die dishonorably. Because you know what? There's been fucking people that bled swore, died, everything. They lost their families, their livelihoods, all for what? So that we have the right to preach whatever we want to preach, to do whatever we want to do. Because you know what? You're right. We're no step. We're one step away from being Australia. But the only reason we're not is because, yo, I still got my fucking 45. Come knock on my door the wrong way. See how many fucking dum-dums I put through that door. I'm not asking questions, dude. I'm putting holes. Why? Because I have the right to protect my property at all costs, dude. There, that's not a legal opinion. That's the law, dude. Understand that shit. How do I have the right to protect my property? That's your God-given, unalienable In rights. I, I was arrested on my own property. I was thrown in jail for 45 minutes. It's not your minutes. property. That's not your property, dude. I'm sorry. That's, that's not your property. Okay, so then what do I have the right to protect? You have the right to protect your assets in this. So your gold coins, your kids, and this and that. You want to protect... I have tools? So yeah, I have you, right to yeah, you do. That's okay, right. while my tools are on that property, and you I have the right to protect... There's this court order that I can't go back to that property. Okay. So what does that court order say? Because you can rebut it, and all you got to do is rebut it. It says I'm not allowed at that address. Uh, there's got to be a reason. Because the judge said, I'm, they're, 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 uh, they're prosecuting me with burglarizing my own house and removing my own equipment okay, from my so own house. Okay, so what that means is somebody has to have a claim on that property stating that you don't own that property. So Nobody has any such claim. Okay, so and then the courts are operating way, before, way beyond their professional capacity, and you should ask them about that contract. Ask them where the contract is for the property and where the injured party is or where the witness is that's holding you accountable. Where's the verified claim? That's the first question you should ask. Who is the motherfucker who brought this claim? Because you have the right to uh, defend yourself from your accusers. 
So ask him who your accuser is. And if you own uh, the property. Monoman County. Court, it's the Monoman County Sheriff's Department and the Monoman County uh, Prosecuting Attorney's Office. Okay. My question is who is bringing the suit? So if the state. Those two. If the, the state, state of Minnesota. Listen, the Sheriff's Department has a job to do. Their job is to sit in their office until the court calls them up and gives them a document to tell them to do something, function, move, do something, right? So it's not the sheriff's department that's doing anything to you. It's not personal with them. It's business. So now what you're telling me is there's a judge. The judge put a court order on your property. So what that means is the judge believes that that property belongs to him, right? No, I wouldn't say that. I don't so think that, that, that property to? belongs to them. It's well, private. I, I mean, it's my mom's property. She passed away two years ago. Okay, so where's the documentation of who, where that deed is? Where's that title? Where is that asset? It's in the Monoman, it's in the Monoman County Courthouse. Okay, so they own it because they're in possession of it. You need to go get that document back, and then you can take possession of it, and you can enter your property. I mean, well, I have a loan out on the on the property. So that means the bank owns the property. Well, it's deeded to my mother. It's not deeded to the bank. Okay, so if it's deeded to your mother and your mother passed away, correct? Yep. So that means there's a dead entity on that deed, meaning that deed is null and void, meaning that deed has no stance, has no position, has no life. So that means there has to be another document that has something, jurisdiction, authority, life, consciousness, something. Her will. Okay. me 51% of the property. Okay, so now you have 51% of the property, meaning that there's still 49% somewhere else. Who has this 49%? Because now they have a say. Yeah, my little brother and my nephew. Okay, so if nobody, no one kicked you off this property, giving you a, a lawful uh, trespassing order, why did the court give you one? And that's a question you should ask. It's the court. a very good question. I, I've been I've been removed from my property now. Or I guess there you go. I just gave you a question. Go down to the court. Ask them where the law. Who provided them with a lawful trespass order? And if they can't produce this document, they can shove their whatever want up their ass. And now you have it in a legal documentation. Take all this stuff down to the notary. Make sure it's all notarized and send it over to the court. There's a lot. Right, there's I'm a lot of doing that tomorrow. Do. There's a lot of stuff getting shoved up asses with this sort of, uh, once you have this knowledge, I feel like. Hey, Infi, can you um, follow me back so that I can send you direct messages? Or can you open up your messages so that I can... Yeah, yeah hold on a second, hold on. Because I'd, I'd like you to maybe ahead, you send me a text message of what... Okay, you should be able to, I just followed I you. I just followed okay. you. Okay, check it out. Thank you. But yeah, I would, I would go find out, number one, with the courts... Who owns that? Who the court believes owns that property? Now, once you get that information, now you can go and see who produced a lawful trespass order. And if the courts don't have this information, you could just turn around and say, listen, uh, you don't even have to talk to the courts. You can actually go to the sheriff's department because they will actually help you because they're the ones who should have all this documentation. So you go over to the sheriff's department and you say, yo, listen, I need to see this documentation and I need to know if you have any of these documents right here, and that's a lawful trespassing order, and I don't care about what the document signed because the, the judge cannot just sign a document without having some type of case presented to him. 
So there has to be a claim. If there's no claim, there's no claim. So the the, the, the court is acting way beyond their professional capacity. So yeah, and the police were uh, acting beyond their capacity as well because I told them that it was my property. They arrested me anyway. Yeah, listen. The, they put the me sheriff, in jail for 48 hours. Yeah, listen. The sheriff's department has a job to do. So you, as an individual, can produce documentation and you can you personally can give it to the sheriff's department and the sheriff's department will work for you. Now, I'm only speaking about the sheriff's department people, okay? So now, it's vice versa. When the court gives the sheriff's department a documentation, they go do exactly what the court tells them. So you can be the court or the court can be the court. So look up the word court and understand how to act in court or how to produce court or how to function in court because everything is court. Like we right now are in court, people. Like understand that. Okay, so you need to find out uh, where this uh, lawful or legal trespassing order is there, and where there, it came there, from. There, one doesn't exist. I so mean, if, I it doesn't, no. if it doesn't exist, I would write this down. Okay, I would write it on a, like a notice or an affidavit type of document, and I would say, look, to the court, you have whatever, five days, ten days, you have X amount of days. It has to be over 72 hours. So you have over 72 hours to produce this document, okay? Now, once you do that, it's called the conditional acceptance process. So you're going to submit three documents to the court. On the third document, you will have the court in default. Now you can just go back to the property. When the sheriff's department comes, just give them the default, and they'll walk away. You can use the notary republic to pass all your documents, people. The notary republic has more power than any seating judge. have a notebook with me i'm at the at a restaurant right now it's fine this is being recorded so i'm sure you'll be oh. able to go over this later yeah and oh. people listen i smoke weed i do drugs do your own due diligence make sure you research everything i say and do not take my shit verbatim because this is not legal advice and i'm not here to provide you with it i'm just here to tell you where you guys can go look for whatever you need to find and then do your own due diligence from there. You know, Infi, I know that there has to be a lot of truth to what you're saying. Otherwise, you'd have been shut down a long time ago in, in this room. <laughs> Twitter shy. So, listen, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you guys to put me to the test, dude. Please, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's what I need, yo, because the only thing yeah. you guys are doing is making me better because I love you guys, dude. Yeah, yeah, man, you drop, you're dropping some real knowledge, man. I've been following, you know, you know, same with like yeah, same path um, as you, right? Like this, following the sovereigns and the and the, the Moorish movements, and you know, and it, you know, it's also one of the things that it entangles. There's an entanglement between that movement, that philosophy, and that religion, and all these movements. Yeah, you're in the Matrix, but all all these movements, you got to understand. There's there's they're all concepts and they're all processes, like right? right. So in business, you have a concept, you have an idea, and then we got to put it 
into practice, so we got to make a program and have a function to it. So everything is the same, right? Now, when you look at the Moors and you look at the Moor concept, the Moor concept is all about um, Islam. It's all about Timbuktu. It's all about the uh, Treaty of Peace and Friendship, right? It's all about nationality. So once you claim nationality, now you're foreign to the United States. And once you're foreign to the United States, the laws of the United States don't apply, right? Great. So if you have that concept, you can always use it. You don't need to go and claim nationality and do any of that. When it comes to the sovereign movement, now, number one, I don't think anyone should use the word sovereign because nobody understands and no one has a definition of this word. So let me give you my definition and maybe it'll help. Okay, this is my definition, not Webster or Oxford. Okay, God, whatever God you can actually entertain in your head, that God is the only sovereign being, period. Okay, everything else, all your empires, all your nations, all these things that ever claimed sovereignty only had sovereignty for a very limited time, and that time is held by the power that you have. So you can say the United States is sovereign and has sovereignty and has sovereign power because it has a military to hold its sovereignty. But the same goes for every single empire. Everyone is sovereign as long as you can hold sovereignty. There's always someone bigger, always someone stronger, always someone smarter. So the sovereignty aspect keeps changing hands on the stronger. So now the concept is the top of the food chain. Who's on the top of the food chain? Who's the most sovereign? Who's this? Who's that? That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, also, and throughout history, um, even. Okay, um, can I just, uh, just jump in? Um, we're talking about sovereignty here, and um, it all goes back to contracts and uh, social contracts, where um, freedom is not absolute. Um, everyone who is um, subject, okay, everyone who lives in a country or a state um, gives their rights to, you, you know, um, there are certain rights of yours that are limited. So, well, I don't understand that. You, we are all given, the only rights people are giving are, especially in the United States of America, we have what's called unalienable rights, right? And that's yes, just so universal the right, law. The right is not absolute. It carries with it special responsibilities and may be restricted uh, on several grounds. As for the grounds right, of rights, the rights cannot be restricted. You're, you're, you're wrong there. Your rights no, you cannot give up. be restricted. You, 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 no, uh, for uh, to reasonable, like uh, to, to a reasonable extent. There is no reasonable here. You're, what you're doing is you're you're accepting a privilege. So you're 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 confusing two words. You're using the word right when you mean the word privilege. Because if you would have rights, you wouldn't even need to speak about them. You would have rights. Like if yeah, you had only, the, only, the, only the authority of the sovereign was is absolute according to Hobbes. Yeah. So in the sense there's no authority above the sovereign. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. 
uh, who is the Lord. But the only, okay. the only sovereign authority in this case would be God. So everything else doesn't comply. Yeah, right. But, Even when you when you look at the first sovereigns, they would claim their power through God, right? Like that's how they say the right, right. Yes, the sovereigns through God, meaning we hold God's power, meaning we can't take it. That's why the church is so big. I, I wanted to say before you, you, you actually started talking about me. That's why I believe in God. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. You know, and. Uh, that does not mean that the power of the sovereign is all encompassing, like the, the, the power of the state. It doesn't mean that the power ha the state has all that power, but it, it gets the power from from uh, from actually God. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's according to the Leviathan. Yeah. You know, personally, I think that is one of the reasons why they take they have an attack on a religion and God now is because if they can say, well, there is no God, so where do you get these unalienable rights from? Well, the problem is, is now we need structure, right? So what, what book are we talking about? Because if we're talking about the Kings James 1611 Bible, uh, we're talking about the New Testament, and then we can bring either the Council of Nicaea in, or we can say, hey, look, you know what? In 1608, Kings James also produced the uh, the Demonology Bible, and now we're going to have to read both of these books to actually um, have a valid opinion because you can't have one without the other. So if we're talking about the New Testament, the New Testament was created by the Council of Nicaea, which was a translation off of Greek and Hebrew uh, from the Old Testament in creating Jesus in the New Testament. So that's the Council of Nicaea. So when we start talking about these books, we need to understand the origination, who made these, and the intents for these books. Hey, MP, thanks. I appreciate every, all your knowledge and everything. Uh, I hope you come back to our rooms and, and, and speak with us some more. Really appreciate it. But I got to go. Uh, yeah, have a good night, everyone. Yeah, hit me up, dude. I'm, I'm here. I'm available. So um, the social contract still remains, eh? Uh, only for you. The social contract still remains because uh, only, only, only for you to live. To no, no, to live, to live in, in a state different from that uh, from. And the social people. contract is there to tax people. The okay, social the, contract because, says because the power because the power of the political state is uncontested. Okay, but the power of the political state only rely only lies in the political state. So if you have nothing to do with policy or you have nothing to do with the government, none of this applies to you. Like, understand your position in life. Like, you're talking about a social contract, which is a fake contract, right? So now you're saying, oh, I'm a part of a fake contract. So now I can add whatever I want to the fake contract. <laughs> like walking across the street wrong. Oh, jaywalking. Are you out of your fucking mind? Well, it's like fishing without a license, right? I, well, I have a right to forage for yeah. food and sustenance. Right. It's, it's the same thing. Like, who is the fucking government to say that you can't feed yourself? When God yeah, in the Bible says, but, but, I but, produced but, all this for you to feed yourself. Yeah, but okay. Um, so you're allowed to fish, yeah? But you're not allowed to fish out of the fish in the lake. No, you're, you're, you have you have the right. 
you're an independent, you're obliged under the law to respect each other's rights. I'm, I'm not obliged. Life, no, liberty, no, no. and property. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Listen, you're using these legal words that you don't even know. Go look up the word oblige. Oblige only means a legal, uh, a legal thing. It only remains in legal contracts. So if you and I are lawful and we're having a lawful contract and you bring this word oblige in, you just change that contract into a legal contract, meaning different jurisdictions, different policies, different contracts, different concepts, different programs, different agencies, different everything. So yeah, understand the, the words. Yeah, the words that's you where speak, the obligation comes from to be the civil government. You're not obligated to anything. Who told you you're obligated to be a part of this social contract? Okay, it's it conditional. It's conditional. I mean, no, one, one could argue that God did say for us to be caretakers of our earth, right? Like, I mean, so we have rights that come with responsibility. And they're not outlined. No, right? God, God hasn't said any of that. Jesus said that. Well, then what we're going to do? Reduce it down to the Ten Commandments? Well, yeah, if you reduce it to the Ten Commandments, guess what? You wouldn't be going to jail and filling up these jails on marijuana and jaywalking fucking charges. Oh, super, tr super true, man. I, I believe all those, I mean, all those laws are unconstitutional. You know? they, there is no victim. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, when you look at these Ten Commandments, you know, go, go look at the source. Where did the Ten Commandments come from? They came from Moses, right? Well, if you go and Google Moses and DMT, you'll see that the burning bush produces nothing but DMT. So these motherfuckers was getting high, having psychedelic experiences and shit like that, talking about, damn, I can't be fucking my neighbor's wife. I got to write this down. Do not fuck neighbor's <laughs> wife. Oh, shit. Actually, I, stole my man. I stole my man's chicken. Fuck. I feel really bad. Actually, Don't steal your man's chicken. <laughs> no. Let's... Um, no, let, let, let me go back. Let, let me go back to um, the, the social contract. Yeah. So that subjection of power, the society has been. Uh, it, it comes okay. from so, uh, the foundation wait, of the hold society. On, hold on. Let's not right want here. to found the society together. The only so the thing that give uh, accept the decisions of the majority. No, number. you're wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. So I'm sorry. Listen to me. The social contract is fiction, right? It's not written down, right? So any, any community, anybody can tell you that this is a social contract and you can accept it or not, right? I don't accept that social contract. The only contract that I accept... decisions are made on behalf There's no but. There's no but. When you add a but, you subject yourself. I don't add a but. What I want... They're made on behalf of the majority. There are certain people that are, are eligible to, to sign a contract. Listen so to me. Get, that's, why, that's why these fucking crackers, these Anglo-Saxon white people colonized Africa and gave them a social contract so that they would be subjected and have these types of indoctrinations, right? But if you go to your tribe, like the Ubuntu tribe, and you get back to Gaia, and you get back to selfishness, and you get back to Mother Earth, Guess what? All your laws and all your rules change because now it's only one law. The law is to survive. That means go feed yourself. That means no, make sure your community no, no, is but safe. That, but, that, but that goes 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 against civilized society. Okay, your opinion. 
your opinion and aspect of what is civilized is different than mine. So how can you and I agree to a proper civilized society when our outlooks and experiences and comprehensions are completely different? That's like having an argument about God, right? The answer to God, I'm going to tell you the answer to God. God is whatever you are, have in your head, your imagination. God is whatever education you have, whatever experiences you have to express what your God is. Everyone has the same exact experiencing, making everyone's God a new God. So God only fits in whatever you can you can you can uh, fabricate, whatever you can imagine, whatever you can conceive, whatever your consciousness, your subconsciousness, whatever your indoctrinations, whatever your your studies have brought you to. That is your only concept, your only reference of God, and that's the only thing you can portray. Because in every book. They don't explain this God. They explain some guy that could have walked the earth or something that may walk the earth. But if you say Jesus is God, guess what? You just made God into a man. God is not a man. God doesn't is not at war like man is. God doesn't solve his business problems like man. You think the, the devil and God are at war and there's this thing about good and evil? No, bro. That's your own, um, that's you having a tug of war with yourself. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, can I just stop you there? Yeah? Um, you, you're getting into a territory uh, of, um, of theology where you are. That same thing goes yeah, with social which, which contracts. Sorry, TJ, I actually ask you a question because earlier you said that's not part of like proper society, but is like, for example, things like war for 20 years a part of proper society like what are we qualifying as proper society is it just is, is, is polite words and right is sacrificing children like what because when you look at what we actually do maybe okay okay, okay 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 uh, does does the does, does, does state protect your private property uh, from other foreign no no the state protects their property it protects your, your the government protects their property. You do not own that property. Because if you did, you would not pay taxes on it. You would not be penalized. They would not force you off your property if you own the property. So just because you pay taxes on that property, you automatically know it does not yes. belong to you. Yes, so law no, is, is, is necessary to protect your property. Wait, so you're telling me that I need to pay someone taxes so they protect me from my property? Listen to what you're saying. And, and don't forget the, the same people that you're paying The same people that you're paying to protect your property would be the same people that come and kick you off your property when you don't pay your taxes on your on your property. Or when Nestle wants your property, or when Texaco wants your property, or when any of their donors want they your want to shit, build a, you're out. Yeah, <laughs> they just want to build a highway okay. through your house. Yeah, like, don't let them. Don't let them. Imminent domain. That's why, that's why the, the, the businessmen who know the loopholes pay less tax than people. No, businessmen do not know loopholes. Businessmen operate under two, one of two aspects. 
they operate under Federal Reserve notes, right? And that makes them rich, but that also doesn't give them anything. And then there's businessmen who operate with real money, meaning they own their assets, meaning those assets are more than likely in trust and secure. So now you can go look up at, at, at securities and go understand how to create a security so you can take your property and properly securitize it. Because if you're paying taxes, it does not belong to you. It belongs to the government that governs you. If you register your property, you have given over ownership. Look up the word register. It comes from regis, which, which is... There you go. Regis yeah. to the king. To the king. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so now you know Latin. So now you know when you register your property, you don't own it because you just gave it to the king. And you're going to come in here and tell me that because you belong to the social contract, which also belongs to the king, that you're going to get any type of rights or proper benefits? Of course not. Come on, dude. This is the bullshit that we, the people, need to stop. And that goes everywhere. The government is not here to help you. They're here to govern you. Period. Yes, they're here yes to cash as, as, as the recognized sovereign. So, um, no, again, with the so another thing, you're not sovereign, buddy. You're not sovereign. But, Your but, country's okay. not sovereign. Nothing is sovereign except for God. Now the question okay. is, who is God? I'm using, I'm using the term sovereign in, in describing the state, you know, um, that it, is, it has um, authority and power over you. So, no, it has have, authority. Again, let's clarify. It has authority and power over what it possesses. My property is not owned by any outsider but me. So if I go no, look is not all-compassing. Yes, it is. The definition of property. I'm going to give you the definition of... Listen, TJ. The definition of property. Listen close. Something. Something. Now, the word something in this context means everything. Okay? So, something exclusive to one owns enjoyment. The key word, exclusive. Okay, the meaning and the definition of property, okay, something okay, okay, exclusive okay. to one, one. That means you only, okay. your um, enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get you, I get you. You are free to, to, to go outside and, um, let's say, uh, drink water from your shoe. You can do that. So um, you're free to do that. Um, so the state is silent about that. It is silent. It has given you, like, the freedom to do that. That's what, that's what you're free to do. Yeah? It's silent. In other words, the law does not address the actual concern. It does not address that you've chosen to, to drink water from your shoe. Yeah, so um, that's what you're free. That's what freedom is. And it's not absolute. So the state has, you being a member of, of, the, of the society, or, in, or um, let's say a citizen, being called a citizen, such and such a country, you you signed the social contract. Yeah. Again, so I I didn't sign this contract. This contract was given. You, to you me. signed it when, when when your your mother registered you. Okay. Okay. So you again, my my mother my mother signed this contract. I never signed this contract. Yes. Yes. She, she did. 
Okay, DJ, listen to me. Look, 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 listen. Just so we have understanding, okay? For anyone to have a legal contract, there needs to be an actual wet ink signature. Okay? Wet ink. That means an actual person. No, but there are different types of contracts that imply. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's verified contracts and then there's yeah. adhesion contracts. That's it. Verified and adhesion. What okay. you speak of are, are adhesion contracts. The social contract is an adhesion yes. contract. Yes. That means it's fake. It's not fake. It's just another type of contract. But, um, okay, not listen, there, but... TJ, TJ, look, look, look. I'm going to give you a piece of advice, okay? The next time you're in a courtroom, you ask them to produce the social contract. Ask them to produce the social contract. When they produce the social contract, it's going to give you the ability to read it. When you read it and you sign it, and then you are a part of the social contract. Until that happens, it is a fake contract that does not exist. It is in your mind, and you're accepting to be a part of the fiction, meaning you're perpetuating the bullshit. Okay, because at the end of the day, there is no government that owns you. The only thing they own is a birth certificate that they created, which has a name, which is your yes. legal name, which yeah, they gave you, yeah. which they gave you. That means it doesn't belong to you because you never created it. So it's not yours, but yet you use it all the time like it's yours perpetuating the fiction, the straw man, the legal yes, entity, yes, whatever yes, you want, yes. right? So yes, all, you yes, have to do, all you have to do is stop thinking the way you think and say, look, this is fake. There is no contract, and until this contract is produced, let's not talk about it. No, I heard it, but it, that, that contract is still there. It is still there. Okay, the straw man, um, you sign for him. You sign again. Let's say uh, again. You, your name. What is your name? It is written there in a, in a legal document. In, in Listen, my my yeah. name. And then you sign. Okay, hold on a second. So you are accepting on. that contract. Wait. That hold on a second. On behalf of the straw man. You're wrong. You're wrong. And I'm going to explain to you how you're wrong. Okay. Me, and this only applies to me. And anyone else who has done this. Okay. Now, this is what I have done to secure myself. Okay. These people, now you can call them the government. They produced a document called the birth certificate. This birth certificate has a legal name on it, which relates to a legal fiction, which relates to a straw man. Now, this yes. was created. This, this was created. When my mother, who is a third party, signed a contract under my behalf. Okay, now, that contract stays in existence until I become an adult and I can now make a legal uh, decision. Okay? Yes, you can make now, contracts on Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. So now... Because I am not a child, because I am not a minor, and because I'm not a second-class citizen, 
what I did is I took this document, this birth certificate, I took it down to the office that gave it to me, and I asked them to authenticate it. So if you go look up the authentication process, what I did when I authenticated my birth certificate is I produced an original contract, an original document. So when you look up the word legal authentication of a document, you are producing an original document. So now I took this original document and I put in a, a hold harmless agreement, an oath, a warranty to this document that states that I own the document meaning I own the legal fiction, meaning I just created a trademark over the entity, the legal fiction, the straw man, meaning I own it. So now I claimed it. So now it's mine. And anyone like you at any time want to rebut my claim, it's on an open public legal record for you to say that it's not my contract. It belongs to someone but, but, else. Okay, but you have to go through a process of, you know, um, there is a debt on that. Uh, oh, there's a you, debt. Yeah. There's a debt. Are you saying there's a debt? Yes. Um, okay, so check this out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the debt. Ready? Watch this. Who's ever at a computer? Go to the internet. The website is G M E I. Go, Mike, egg, egg, it. G M E I utility.org. G M E I utility.org. All you got to do is go to the search on the top right and type in your social insurance number or your social security number with spaces. So in the United States, it's three numbers, space, two numbers, space, four numbers, and hit enter. It will show you every bond that was ever created off of your straw man account. Now, you want to talk about this deck? Because I'm more than welcome to talk about this debt that I didn't produce. Hey, Anafi, what was that? What was the URL? G-M-E-I Utility. G-M-E-I Utility.org. Did you ever try to collect your debt? Because I would not recommend doing okay. it. I would also not recommend you guys trying to get a cash out off of this debt. Anyone. I would not recommend the anyone debt, do it. The debt was created and the debt was produced for you to not be in debt. The remedy is HJR, House Joint Resolution 192. That is the remedy to discharge and offset all debt. That does not mean that you can go out and get a million dollars cash. It will not happen. If you end up finding the loophole, you're going to end up like Ann Von Ritz. All right? Go Google what she did and how she did her shit. Don't be like her. Learn from her mistakes. So you can clear debt, people. All debt is already prepaid and cleared. So if you know the process on clearing debt, 
you can clear debt, but you're going to have to understand the difference between debtor and creditor. So understand your status when it comes to debt and credit and where you stand and how you function. But you can clear all debt. means all your credit cards, mortgages, uh, education, colleges, university, um, any IRS debt, you can all clear with House Joint Resolution 192. That's it.